and am well versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening, New Orleans. It is October 24th, Monday. Um, I'm your host, Trish, and this is The Missing Piece um, on 105.3 FM, New Orleans, and the United Public Radio Network. And I do want to also thank Carnation for sponsoring um, an hour this evening, as well as welcoming my guest back, Joe Montaldo. We reconnect about every every few months, every six months maybe, um, catch up on, on UFO talk. And- See, I'm dressed up like a hitman for Halloween, so you better watch out. <laughs> I was going to say, is that how you normally look? <laughs> uh, actually, it is. Supposed to, it just depends what, what tie I'm wearing. No, a friend of mine, uh, Gregory G, types in, oh, he said, we playing Mafia tonight, huh? It's Actually, if we was playing Mafia, I would have the vest on. I don't have the vest on, so we're not playing Mafia tonight. But, oh, I'd have the I black was just tie. talking about that uh, as far as aliens and monsters and, and such goes and a hierarchy like the Mafia. Well, you know, I guess, you know, I was listening to the show before you as the uh, Horseball Chronicles and they had a priest on. He was talking about this afterlife experience he had. And, and it sounds like he was gone for years, which he may have been. But the more he talked, the more it sounded like an abduction. And at one point, I just wanted to interject. And I'm like, no, Joe, it's not your show. Don't go screwing with people's shows. But I really did. I was like, well, what happens if this was an alien abduction? I said, it sounds just like one. I, you got taken. You were going for a long time. You learned all kind of stuff. They offered to keep you, but but if there was someone, they they showed you a glimpse of the future so you could see your family. So you went back. I said, man, if I had a dollar every time I heard that, I could have freaking retired. <laughs> and uh, and and not not because it was you know they were talking with demons or angels or something. So my problem with all this has always been the same thing. I've I've seen a lot of strange stuff in my time, and and how do you determine? What, how do you know what's an angel and what's an alien? I mean, if you listen to Hitler and you read his book, Von Kampf, he's describing these fair-haired, blue-eyed, blind angels, which sounds just like the, the uh, human-type alien. So I'm kind of confused sometimes. I'm thinking, I think we got confused along the way. It's funny you mention actually all of that and get out of my head because I just before you know before the show I had all these questions I wanted to ask you and your opinion on on certain cryptids and things like that if you consider them like biblical or alien or um, demon things like that. So we do have demons on the network. We can't tell you who they are because <laughs> one of them might be listening and I'll be in trouble, but. Uh, uh. But that's what I said. I said there is, you know, if you imagine a hierarchy kind of not not really, well, maybe kind of like the mob. Um, and the way I explained it was when I was when I lived in uh, Buffalo, New York, actually, in the old industrial part, you know, one neighborhood was the Irish district. One was then you had like the Polish district and then you had the Italian district and each one of those districts, I mean, they all had absolutely amazing food, 
were 100% respectful to women and children and stuff, kept the petty crime off the streets for that matter. You know, I never had to worry about somebody breaking into my car, or trying to sell me crack on the corner or something. Um, never wanted to cross them, however, as far as you, you didn't want to owe them money or anything. Um, but other than that, it was, you know, as, as long as everybody kept their own... <laughs> <laughs> kept to their own districts it was it was fine like we, we all got along so it's it's you know it, it was weird i mean where i grew up at i had a weird grow, uh raising because i grew up in several different things my dad was a built homes for a living so we'd we'd buy some land build about 10 homes and we'd move in one of them and we'd stay there for a year or two and then we'd do it again so I was moving about every, sometimes as soon as every six or eight months. One year I changed schools three times in one year. And I was like, Jesus, um, it just, it's just a lot to do, a lot to deal with. But doing that helped me to kind of, I guess, it, it makes it easier for me to deal with other people and, and to talk with other people and, and to mess with other people. But I have noticed just like aliens or demons or gods, people do, everybody falls into some little category along the way. Um, and I think those categories judge a lot of what they dictate as bad or good or indifferent. Because, you know, I said this before, which I got a bunch of hate mail over. 9-11 uh, was a horrible thing for America, but not for the Muslim world. It wasn't. It was a, woohoo, yeah, look what we did. Uh, I mean, it was a million, it was a half a billion, a billion of them celebrating. Uh, there was, you know, 100 million of us upset or 300 million of us upset, but there was a half a billion of them out there having a big party. So a lot of this is really truly perspective. And like mm -hmm. I said about the show before you, it's it's really in the way you look at things. So knowing this man was grew up very religious, it would make sense to me that he would fall that way uh, into religion. With Hitler, it also would make sense because he was raised uh, that way. But he also seemed to have a sense of maybe it was more than religion. Hitler was very, very different, though. Most people don't realize in his younger years. You would have uh, thought of him as on a very spiritual path and going a completely different route. Than the, he, the problem with him is, is he was brilliant, but he went insane. It's just mm -hmm. he had brilliant ideas. I mean, he was revol rev revolutionizing Germany, but he just somewhere along the line, he started believing his own propaganda is what happened. And, and, I, and I think that happens even with, well, with everyday what people. Was, what was the guy behind, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name, that did a lot of the, that led Hitler down a lot of. Oh, I can't remember. I, I, now you didn't said I'll never remember. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't, I know you're talking about. It wasn't stall. I mean, it wasn't No, stalled. it wasn't. It was the same. Uh, These goose-stepping, gray-dressed. Uh, yeah, he I was actually the one where you, you could see where Hitler started kind of transforming into a completely different more on the evil side of and then and then because of hitler's research into medicine and hip and, and different types of i guess i don't know what you'd call them but just different areas in existence you know some of it would be called paranormal some might be called religious but really for him he like with twins he wanted to know what the connection was why twins could feel pain you know, on the other side of a planet or something, or why they knew the other one was in trouble or something. Those psychic connections, he was very, very interested in, I guess, because he figured it would be ways for his people to communicate without having to use phones or telegraphs or anything else. It would make it instantaneous as well. But um, he just went overboard. 
instead of stopping, you know, the experiment and saying, okay, we've learned this much. He, he decided he wanted to dissect them and take them apart. And it just, it just kept going and going and going. He just couldn't stop himself. And I don't know how much of it he actually signed off on. I mean, a lot of the experiments I heard about, a lot of medical experience I heard about, I don't know if he actually signed off. I don't know. In other words, he just signed a paper and whoever's in charge of his medical stuff just took over from that point and said, yeah, go ahead and do this, this, this under Hitler's name. And there's no way of knowing because he killed himself and never got to answer any of the questions and nobody else would answer anything. You know, everybody well, and it, there gets like, to a point in, in war with regardless of, of who's doing it, you know, whether it be the person signing off on it, the officer, whatever, down to like, even even with the U.S. in past wars, down to like the private carrying out certain orders, because Vietnam, for instance, or even World War One or two, there were, uh, you know, all the way down to the privates, they did things that would be considered war crimes now, even interrogation processes and things like that, um, that their higher ups didn't sign off on you know, obviously, but the privates became so it's, it's like they were the ones on the front line. So they became numb almost to, to war essentially. So it, it, they lose part of their humanity at that point where it doesn't affect them as much. I think. Well, wow, the court stretched across the, it does. So it does affect them that way. <laughs> I think it wears that. No, I'm turning on one of the other computers while I'm talking to you. And I wanted to make sure that they could hear us on speaker because the rest of the computers were on, but I kept noticing this weird purple looking like I'm not connected kind of deal. So it is sorry about that, guys and girls. Okay, we gotta make sure everybody can hear us. You know, we got lots of different venues to listen on. We want to make sure they can hear us. Uh, yeah, I think the more you deal with it, the crazier you get. It's like Papa Doc or anybody else that think it wears on you. You know, and, and it's like when he was talking about reincarnation. Reincarnation is a tough thing. I mean, there's at least two ways you can rule it out. It's, it's again, it's it's all what you want to believe, because you can believe you come back, or you can believe you go on the other side. But see, I have an issue. Okay, so I die now, and I go spend 150 years on the other side, and then I come back. Well, my brains, my, my soul, whatever you want to call it, it's not going to be nowhere near ready for that kind of lifestyle, that kind of technology. It would be like taking a caveman and having him reborn today. He wouldn't know what, he, what the hell. He'd probably go insane, probably end up in a freaking loony bin somewhere. I think one of the things is, is we need progression. If we're going to die and come back, there has to be a progression in order for the human mind to adjust. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden go from flicking your bick to flying across time and space. It just doesn't seem like your consciousness would work that way unless you're being educated on the other side, which is always a possibility. Well, uh, one thing that happened to me after my most recent near-death experience, I guess, you know, I did the whole flashback of different points in my life all the way back to probably before I was born for that matter. But then what's happened in the, let's see, four years since then is I've actually revisited every one of those situations that was a flashback in, in my living life. And this, this was hard to wrap my head around for a long time. I revisited every one of those situations to look at it from a different perspective and was also have also encountered the same scenarios again, as if 
to see what does what decision I would make the second time around. And so it's been an, an interesting, it, it has completely changed my, I, I'm like, okay, so A, I actually did die and this is my reincarnation. And I'm actually going back and learning all these things. I, you know, I did my life girl, before. That's why. And, or, or yes, going back to like the Egyptian Yes, because she was a bad girl or a bad boy, well, more than likely a bad girl. Well, I don't think in this lifetime I was. I, I do know that I am serving, like I, rem, I, I th I'm pretty sure I was a German scientist in a previous lifetime, which would probably, going back to the Hitler thing, cause me to serve a lot of karma in this lifetime because I haven't been bad. Like I haven't, it's like in this lifetime, it, even the thought, even if I think about doing something wrong, I mean, I'm hit with like instant karma, like you wouldn't believe it, immediately. So I can't even think about doing something wrong without getting in trouble for it in this lifetime, which makes me think that I was really bad in, in previous lifetimes. But, but it's changed my perspective on the whole reincarnation thing. And, and now studying Egyptian theories on that, you know, they believe that you're, um, your personality, which is which goes along with ET's perspective, I guess, your personality stays with your physical, your shell of a body, and they call it your spark, your soul goes and travels the universe. So if that's correct, then we're all dead, and our personalities are just on Earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that means that your soul could be doing all your work um, out mm. in the out in the ether you know out in the universe so. it's 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 weird for me a lot of times i feel like i'm going backwards so um it's like it's benjamin just, button well it's just uh, it's just for when it's like technologies you know or or things that people don't all right so we'll be talking sometimes i'll be talking to friends or the wife or somebody and we'll be talking i'm like some things to me are just common sense but for some reason the majority of the world can't figure it out it takes all kind of bullshit and her and yes. blows up and killing before they figure it out and i don't i just don't understand because i mean some of it's common sense and then some of the technologies to me feel dated like yes. they should be faster they should be a little different uh definitely should be flying vehicles in the air and it just feels different to me and it's i was talking to a, a friend of mine about one time he's like and then I'll describe stuff, and then 10 years later, you'll see something along those lines. He's like, what the hell? I said, I don't know, dude. I said, obviously, I was really bad. And they said, you know what? You're going backwards, you <laughs> bastard, because you're going to start from the beginning and fix this shit. Yes. I was like, well, what are, you know, what could I do? And then sometimes I feel like maybe it is the past, and I was really, really, really bad, and they're just screwing with me. Because um, a friend of mine goes, he said, with well, that ego, you must have been pretty bad. I said, but I didn't have that ego when I was young. Um, yeah. I was actually very shy when I was young. You know, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, I remember when I was about 35, 36, when I got into radio, he's like, wow, he said, you've changed so much. He said, you, you didn't even like to talk to people. He said, now you're on the radio talking to everybody. He said, I, he said, I don't know. And he said, it's true, though. It's weird. Well, people, people change. It is true. I do have friends that haven't changed at all that are now in their early 50s. I have family members that are in their, you know, almost 80s that haven't changed. But again, I, I think that has to do with each individual's, um, whether they choose oh, to or not. My favorite psyche told me I was a vampire for 4,000 years. And she said, you a very bad vampire. They stabbed your ass and killed you. She said, you're just now coming back. I'm like, what? So yeah, they wouldn't even let you come back for like a thousand years. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She said, yeah. You're a bad child. She said, You see this reading? She said, You was a bad vampire. 
as I wait and I, I had dreams of that too. I had dreams of being a vampire. I had dreams of being a witch. I had dreams of being burnt at the stake, like almost literally that that every lifetime. A, and that would have been probably in Europe if that happened. There weren't many people burned at the stake in the Americas. I mean, literally, like I I had dreams of medieval times and being in battles and all kinds of stuff. So I know that. Especially being a redhead, well, you know, I've probably been here. Since well, because the yeah, of well, time. because um, <laughs> like the Welsh, you know, the Welsh, the <laughs> Scots, the Irish, all of them, they were all probably descendants of Vikings. Uh, all along yeah. those areas, like there in England, all through there along the coastal villages, they were probably. And somebody out there said, "Why well, do you know that?" So because they used to rape and pillage. I said, "So I'm pretty sure a lot of those descendants are descendants of Vikings." And, and they said, "I said they even kind of look got that kind of look about them." But and let's be honest, the Welsh and Scots are were crazy, still are crazy for that matter. You know, I mean, they just got yep. bad tempers. Uh, who said that about Native Americans? I don't know. Some Native Americans are very agrarian, and some some Native Americans got bad tempers, but some are very agrarian. They don't want to see. Fight. I've got the Native background. I've got the Irish and Scottish, so I've got the Celts, and then I've also got the Africans. So I, I'm like all three. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I know my, my grandma was Irish and was Scottish and um, Cherokee, which she was. And I was like, Lord, I have mercy on the whole school. But the whole family used to always say she was half and half, but I had my DNA done, so I know that wasn't true. It was more like probably 20% of each. And uh, But for me, um, I should majority be Italian, but the majority of me is uh, Welsh, Scottish, Irish, English, which is like 44%. The Italian Mediterranean is around 30%. And that includes the Mediterranean stuff. So for some reason, it's a bunch of little Mediterranean countries. I guess my family was screwing their way through back in the day <laughs> until they got to wherever the hell they were going. Uh, and then um, it's weird, too, because we have a strong Spanish side. Even though our our, our family comes out of Venice <clears throat> and moved to northern Italy and then moved to Europe, it's um, we have a, a bunch of them moved uh, to Spain. Lived there for about a hundred years, and then moved to places like Venezuela, and Ecuador, and down in uh, the Americas. A lot of Spanish uh, bloodlines. So I mean, they. So, like I said, I'm an American because I I could I could just sit here and claim ancestry all day long. That's a good African friend of mine. Like I said, dude, he said I'm I'm African. I said you're bullshit. American is what you are. I said go take a DNA test. So Mm -hmm. he goes and takes his DNA test. He comes back. He said. I'm only 25% African. What the is going on here? I'm like, <laughs> I said, because somebody in your family was screwing around. <clears throat> I said, unfortunately, our families don't keep accurate histories. No. Uh, and ha- back when I learned that, when I started doing my genealogy, because, you know, there was like my family literally fought each other in the Civil War on opposite sides. Oh, yeah. That's, and, and the bad part is that's not that uncommon in America. And then, mm. you know, they one side of my family came over as Irish slaves and the other side came over as African slaves. Well, slave owners back in the day cross-bred their slaves because they wanted a, a stronger, more resilient slave. Um, so they would, they would breed the Irish slaves with the African slaves. And so then, you know, somewhere in my, my family history, there was I, and nobody talked about this. Nobody knew this. And here I was reading the census, you know, for years, the, the, which said um, dark skinned or, or things like that. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, oh. I have throwback. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on here, man? Somebody's a throwback. Somebody's it's, lying uh, about something. Yeah, and lying. so. <laughs> 
So, so I figured out that, and, and they, they were both slaves, uh, you know, just half from Ireland, half from Africa. And, and they did, you know, fight for their freedom as far as in the wars and the civil war, you could buy your freedom by fighting for it, I guess, back then. You could, you could. And, and not, uh, not, you know, people don't realize it because, you, you know, we always talk about slaves and we, we always thought and, and as America, because we always, that's where slaves pretty much ended for the most of the world. But everybody forgets the Romans and the Greeks and not just them, oh, the yeah. Persians all had huge slaves. So let me explain this to you people. It wasn't no race in this planet safe. It didn't matter. The Greeks and the Romans mm-hmm. didn't care what color you were. If you weren't Rico Groman, you was a freaking slave. It's just the way it worked. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at all those arena fights, you don't you don't see Africans them portraying Africans in there. Those are all white people. It's um, you know yeah. people just forget sometimes that it's not. It's you, you get locked and focused on one thing, but when you look at the whole world, it's not actually what's going on. The the job is just to get it out of the place. What do you mean aliens? What aliens support slavery? Okay. If you say so, what alien supports slavery? I want I want to know what group it aliens is so I can tell them not to abduct me. Oh, Lord, Cinderella, uh, the original one of the original stories of Cinderella was based on um, a princess who was in from Egypt, and she fled when her her kingdom was overran, and she would have been become a slave, and she fled. Um, and and a prince from from another country, you know, ended up discovering, finding her, rescuing her, and she became the first high queen of uh, um, Ireland and Scotland. And she was she was a slave, um, a refugee slave from Egypt. But she she was she was white. She was light skinned. So you know, I I have been lately. It's nice to find out that a lot of the pyramid builders weren't slaves. You know, we, we forever we always were told all everybody who built the great pyramids and the great cities were slaves, and then we found out it wasn't true. Why people build built skyscrapers nowadays and they're not slaves? They choose. Yeah, to no, do that. it's just they and, that, and then now they because lately they've be been found architects and construction. Yeah, well, just recently they found some of the cities that are built on the side of the places where the people used to live that were working there, and they realized they found, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love this. They found Egyptian porn. Oh so yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> you've seen that. So in, in this place where they found these, this this city built on the side of one of the places where they used to work, you know, they used to live and sleep and eat there and then go to work on whatever pyramid or whatever city they were working on. And in this city, they found this piece of papyrus that was circulated around that is actually Egyptian porn. It's pretty damn graphic <laughs> Egyptian porn. I got to tell you, when I seen it, I was like, Wow, that's as good any point I've seen today, man. What the hell is going on here? Uh, it's 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 funny. It puts them in context with humans alive today. It, it lets us know that our ancestors were just as preferred as we are, or worse. It's uh, it's it, but it was interesting to see it. In fact, that it, it ties us closer together because we always look at the Egyptians as enlightened or whatever, and, and come to find out they're just like the rest of our dumbasses. Uh, unfortunately for them, they're just like the rest of Some us. Some of them were just bigger <laughs> than us, but I mean that's with that's with anyone, not, even yeah. even in the U.S. You know, they found the the giant um, skeletons and things like that. Oh, I don't want to see no giant porn. Whoever wrote that, I don't want to see it. So just, <laughs> just out, of, out. You know, I just I don't even want to think about it it's on so many levels. It just could go so wrong. I just let's just not go there, people. There's been uh, there has been so many. I I actually this is a big thing with art museums, and um, you know in sculpture work and, and such. 
I don't know if they found, I mean, I'm sure they found Egyptian like toys and stuff, but there has been tons of different marble sculptures from, from Greek and Roman times mm. um, found in different. And you know what? I noticed most of the anatomically correct Greek and Romans were anatomically correct. They were actually being honest, which was surprising. Most of them were anyway. Some of them were, you know, a little exaggerated. <laughs> we won't talk about those. It's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of marble sculptures still around, still survived all that time. Because a lot of them were stolen. Well, they were stolen out of the different temples and brought to rich people's homes. And yeah, during, kept especially during down. wars and invasions yeah. and stuff, a lot of art yeah, was And stolen. then handed down or sold or auctioned or what have you, but they went on there. Carolyn, what are you talking about? Oh, I did say that, Carolyn. I did say there are things that rule out reincarnation. Just whatever you want to believe, that's what it, all right. Real quick, because you're going to change our topic on us. But so, <laughs> so when you're when when I do regression therapy or regression hypnosis, when I do hypnosis in general, I can bring you back to the moment of, of birth. And when you tell me about the moment of birth, it's 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 the identical description of the moment of death. There's a tunnel usually with lots of white lights. When you get to the end of, there's people there who know you and love you, and so. But it's both ways. Um, people say that when they die, that's what they describe. And when you're reborn, that's also what you describe. So there is a good possibility that when you die, you're simply reborn, whatever available body is open. And it's a good art. You know, that's why people argue. That's why anti-religious people argue against religious people about the soul for abortion, saying that the soul doesn't enter to the moment of birth. And oh. So, you know, that's that's just an argument. I'm not saying it's true or not. Don't write to me because I'm not even going. I have a recent discovery, self-discovery that could argue that actually. Because I've I've always are, you know, even I've always contemplated whether the soul is incarnated in the body like at the time of birth, literally at the time of birth or also does a C-section effect because that's a complete that's like a man-made portal technically it is you know it it is technically man-made it's you know it's weird for me because it it, you know i used to lay on linda's belly when joe was three or four months old and talk to him he'd kick me in the head or or he would actually snuggle up to the side of my face or the side of my body and he would know if it was me if it was laying in bed because he'd actually push his way trying to get up against me well it was mainly for the warmth but when i would talk to him he would always respond so was that just responsive hearing the voice or was there actually life there? That's a hard so, question. Another thing, though, I remember, first of all, you know, I spoke a different language when I was born. I, I spoke some bird language. So clearly I had either. Like damn and people language. <laughs> but was I, but was I, remember? I wasn't remembering that from after I was born, obviously, once I was already outside of the womb. I knew that from being in my mother's stomach, of which, you know, obviously my parents spoke English, so, um, but, so there's that. But also in the most recent years, being being a chimera, chimera, however people say it, I was, I, I realized that because I had to come to terms with this and I, I had to have her come to terms with this as well, I was being haunted by my twin like quite literally which makes sense because if i technically you know especially in navajo beliefs um like i technically killed a family member before i was even born 
not on purpose. I mean, I'm sure it was like survival of the fittest or something. You know, I absorbed mm. my twin, but I was haunted by her all these years. I, I didn't recognize it until the last few years. But that means that that was already a soul, whether or not born, but even as an embryo, which would change what we think about reincarnation altogether. It's, it, it, that's a thing. Uh, and you don't, it, it, I don't know. Reincarnation is strange. You know, I've had quite a few people who's absorbed their twins talk about it took them time to reconcile the difference that, that they absorb part of the personality. Yeah. Uh, it's um, so Absolutely. that, but that then of course, then that suggests that of the child, the baby had a personality before it was born. So it's, 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 it's a, see, that's, that's why it makes abortion makes such a hard argument because we don't know, you know, if, if, if something like if some super being or some alien would come down and say, Oh no, it has a soul from the moment of conception. Then that means every abortion has been a murder. Uh, so we don't want to think that it's, it's a tough one. That's why I stay out of it for the most part. Every now and then I get in the middle of it, but you know, cause it's the only thing as far as abortion goes, whether you're for it or against it or, or what have you that I have, been made to see for whatever reason uh, over the years is that it disrupts the balance of the laws of the universe, whether people believe that there is that or not. So essentially, so this even goes back to, you know, people argue this about, you, you always see ancient stories about sacrificing children to the gods, right? And everybody's like, well, we don't do that now. Well, in some countries they still do, yes. But but people say we don't do that now. You know, there's there's no nobody sacrifices children to gods anymore. Nobody believes any of that. Essentially, that's what you know, if there are if there is some law of the universe for these checks and balances, then yes, abortion would fulfill that, right? If if those are in fact souls, then you're still I'm, sacrificing I'm something. I was going to say, I've hey. been transformed into Laura <laughs> Lee. What the hell just happened here? <laughs> All right, people, this is just weird. We're having a serious conversation. I've been transformed into Laura Lee. Uh, Laura Lee, I'm going to get your face off because I don't want you to be talking about this conversation because I'm sure this would not be something you would talk about. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, let's, what the hell happened here? Stop, Cam. No, Cam. Oh, there I am. All right. Oh, it did work. <laughs> I was playing with the control E button and it actually turned it off. Okay, now I see what happened. Uh, so much of this would change this. I just, that, that's why, you know, a good friend of mine the other day, I was, I was, I did a lecture right after the abortion vote. And um, he's like, how do you manage to stay in the middle and not make everybody hate you? I said, because it's, I said, because I look at it from a different point of view. I said, I'm a guy, so I'm not going to have an abortion, but I, I, I might want that child. I said, so that makes a different kind of issue altogether. I said, but uh, in the end, I said, a woman should always have the right as long as it's not being used as birth control, I, I, I'm fine with abortions. Uh, it's just, you know, because there's lots of reasons for abortions to exist. And for, but it's unfortunately for me, I know a couple of women that use them. Uh, one, one of them, she's now 37. She's had six altogether. Another lady I know who's 40 said five. I know two of the women who said four each. That's birth control. You're using, uh, you're using abortion as birth. I have a fundamental problem with that. I just do. And, and the main reason I have a problem is we don't know who we're killing. Um, you know, it's just been the guy well, that's, cancer, right, that's the, the woman that cured AIDS. I mean, it's, 
we just of course it could be the other way around it could have been the person who's going to you know come slit your throat in the middle of the night it's but i but also that's know, really the problem i i also know people who were adopt, adopted at birth who have done amazing things yes. and, and you know helped so many people and in this lifetime a, and then there's another real big problem with the united states we're almost neutral now so we're our death rate is about 1.55 a day. Our birth rate is about 175 a day. Right. So we're barely. We're, I mean, we're, if it we changes anymore, been, we're going to be in problem. Yeah, we haven't been. We're almost to a point of no return as far as yeah, the human yes. race, and, and with, that's including even countries like China. Yes, well, who but yeah, well, it's because it's changing now a lot. And uh, well, no, Jessica. Um, yes, that is true. 55 million is what the current estimation is. Um, it went up quite a bit. The last time I had done a show on it, Stephanie and I had had it around 26 million, but 55 million is what they're saying, how many babies have been aborted in the, in the United States. That's not worldwide. That's just in the U.S. since 1976. It's a lot. And if half of them were women and half of those women had children, that would have been another 20 million children plus coming along. That would have been almost another 100 million people in our society um, that we just eliminated for whatever reason so it's not it's not so much a concern of the actual abortion it's a concern of the the hundred million people we just eliminated that we don't know what the hell they were going to contribute to our society because you can bet your ass at least one or two of them were going to contribute something good but then start... i don't want a kid living like crap either because the mom's forced to keep it and she's a or he's whoever but yeah. that might be part of that soul's karma and if be. you take that away then they have to, they, that specific soul might have to wait another, who knows how long yeah. for another. Host and as you see, that's true. So it's, and then it's, you get into the family karma and the, you know, that, that literally follows your DNA yeah, well, of that's, killing an, your own family member. Again, well, like the, the Wendigo and the walkers, well, you know, a friend of mine the other day was giving me shit. He's like, you know, well, you would, you would have been dead at like 16 or 18 if it wouldn't have been for medical sciences. That's true. I said, I wouldn't have been dead. I would have been deformed. I had something on my neck that was growing. I would have grown all the way eventually and covered my whole face. Uh, so I'd be dead now for sure. Unless I owe you that I'd have little slits and stuff cut in it would be horrible, but regardless. Um, and then I've had four or five near death experiences. Uh, I've, I've been in the hospital three times where I had no idea I was in trouble and should have been dead. And I wasn't, it's just, so I, I just figure that's all part of the karma. I don't, I don't think that's, you know, you're cheating death. I think that's just part of all of us, part of it. But when you get into, into these other things we're talking about, I don't know if that's it. I think you're cheating there. I think that's like, yeah, that's, that's playing uh fate technically. Um, Grand, I was going to ask when you, yeah. when you said, you know, as far as like, because this this thought came to me as I was putting, you know, they have that uh, like vitamin stuff that you put on cut flowers. So here I am sprinkling this stuff that's supposed to keep it alive longer on this cut rose I had that my daughter gave me. And I'm like, is that kind of like do not resuscitate or kind of like artificially resuscitating a person who's died, you know, and we're just kind of keeping it even even though it's a cut flower well, we're just keeping it alive a little bit longer <laughs> so you know th this is what's weird about this so at, at 40 what 42 i uh, had to get a stent in my heart now according to the doctor if i'd have went just six more months without well actually it wasn't even six months because it was in july he said i would have been dead by halloween which was three months away he said there's no way you would have survived at that young of an age with that massive heart would have just killed you dead so the point being, and since then, it's been quite a few years since then, what, 12 years or something, 
And uh, I've affected a lot of people's lives in that 12 years. So if I'm cheating karma, then not only did I cheat karma, but I, che- I screwed all these other people up along the line just because I cheated karma. But I wouldn't have been the one who cheated anyway. It would have been the doctor. So I really think it must be part of it because, you know, one, it made me look at my life differently. You know, it made yeah. not just me look at my life differently. It made a lot of my friends who always looked at me as immortal think, oh, shit, he's not actually immortal. Uh, and uh, it even made my son look differently because he was like, Dad, I, I never thought about you dying. It's <laughs> like, well, you should always think about that somewhere along the line. But it, but I've affected a lot of people. And the station alone's affected millions of people. Uh, yeah. And if I wasn't meant to do that, then they shouldn't have saved me because you know, God knows whose life I changed along the way. Good gonna, even bad. if you only affected one person, I told you that a long time ago, then that, that, that one person could go out and affect millions themselves as well. You know, but it, I, it, only, it takes one acorn to seed an entire forest. I take so. 14 to 20 live hosts every year and put them out there and let them talk. And then I take 40 or 50 syndicated hosts and put them out there. Crazy people say, like myself. So, so you know, <laughs> I'm affected a lot of people's comments and stuff, it, directly or indirectly. But first, I'm a big I'm always going to be a big proponent of free speech. So, and uh, that's why I'm suing YouTube yet again. Yes, they, they said that they, they gave us a nasty thing about monetization. I was like, really? I said, we're going to see the crap out of y'all just for saying that. They're applying that all of our uh, archives are evil. Evil? Like, well, just bad in general. I'll, I'll have to show it to you on this, on this afternoon. Huh. It's, uh, it's just when I when I sent it to the lawyer, he just started laughing. He said, "They really sent you this?" I said, "Here's the whole context. I'll give you the whole page." So I screenshot it in the page. He's like, "What are they? What are they got? Twelve year olds running this place?" He said, "That's why you got money last time, Jerry." He said, "These people are ignorant." He said, "I can't even believe they would even send you something like this." They should, he said, "They should have used a different excuse than this." He said, "It, it was just retardism." But no. Oh, and the other one, Jessica. Um, well, there's the other problem. It's called the multiverse. So Joe exists a hundred trillion times. Just this Joe right here exists a hundred trillion times. Well, it's not exactly me. It's me in another universe. He but gets what, around. So what happens when we all die? Do we snap back to one, one, one Joe with infinite knowledge? Because we've experienced it. Remember, the, the Joe in the next universe over is experiencing things a little bit differently tonight. He might be more famous. He might be less famous. He might not even be doing radio. He might have 10 kids, 10 wives, no talent, no hair, might be gay. There's just no way of knowing. But the way it works is you're supposed to experience both everything on both sides, suspecting both good and bad. Um, and then all of that information is pulled back to one person at one time. So how do you, do you go insane when that happens? Or do you go dark side? Do you go good side? I mean, you got to wonder, but if all, if it is true, if we do exist in that many other universes and we're all going to die eventually and our souls are going to probably, instead of having, you know, one trillion Joes in heaven or hell, it'd be best just to have one. Cause I mean, a trillion of me could be really a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. Um, so I would imagine it would snap back to one being. I would imagine. So, so then what do we need reincarnation for? That's, that's the point though. If that's true, you don't need reincarnation because you've just experienced everything you possibly can basically in one lifetime. Well, yeah, I know it's confusing. I thought about this when, when I went on this investigation last year and I picked up the guest book and just randomly flipped to a page 
and there was a person that had signed it, you know, that said, I downloaded this ghost app last night and tried and blah, blah, blah. I did the same thing. I had never used any type of tools investigating. This was like strictly because I'm a medium. I don't really need tools, but um, this was strictly experimental. But I had done that same thing that it said in the guest book the night before. And the person that signed it, its name was Trisha. And I'm like, well, that's ironic. And I, I flipped straight to that page, right? So I flipped the book again back like two years to another person named Trisha that said the same thing. And I'm like, so am I revisiting this place and just forget I'm actually doing it and do the same thing every time, which is insanity because I'm, I'm reliving the same things all the it's time. Probably, over no, over. It's probably, it's well, it could or be is it different me visiting could, the same place it could and be, doing the same thing? It could be a different dude doing the same place. Or is it a different person oh, altogether? Could, it could be some kind of other thing trying to tell you something because it's a bunch of wait, what did who said that? People, I'm not your father. I will cut <laughs> you know what's off, okay? Do not screw with me. I will your ass is what'll happen here. It's uh oh the reason I got this out real short, quick, we're giving these away. I gave away uh Kylo Wren's last night, which is worth about seven hundred dollars. This one's going to be given away in a couple weeks. This is just an ordinary, nothing special, lightsaber. Got the fighting blade on it so you can whack people in the head with it and shit and hit other lightsabers. Uh, this one does not have audio. I, I do pretty pretty well with the sound effects myself, though. Uh, it'll be given away. We're also going to be giving away Luke Skywalker's, uh, two of Obi-Wan Kenobi's, uh, one of Ra's, Ray's, whatever her name is, and then another one. The one I'm keeping is... Um, um, Qui Gon Jens, I'm keeping his, and there's a purple one coming. I might keep it too. We're giving away all the way through Christmas. We're giving away tonight, just on this show, we'll give away some books before we end tonight. So, we are giving away a buttload of books, uh, and we're giving away not one book at a time, but three. Oh, yes, yes. So, it's the I holiday had suggested people. that he give those lightsabers as uh Christmas gifts to hosts, yes, and. <laughs> Oh yes, to oh, she he had that crap to give me. That, give me. <laughs> so you know that was funny because the guy who who's who's sponsoring this, uh, um, you know, he asked me, "Do y'all do we have rules that?" I said, "No, station hosts can't, and their families can't win." And he's like, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "In the old days, we didn't care, but then it made some trouble, so we had to care." <laughs> Because people are like, you're just playing favorites. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not playing. If I can care less. I wasn't even giving away on my shows because I didn't want to get in any trouble. And it's not. So this year, but a friend of the family can call in or write Ooh. in. Most of the time it's write in right now. Because, uh, no, 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 no. Something tonight that, that Trish and I are talking about, probably in the second hour, um, I'll ask you to tell us what it was. It'll be like the you know, person number 25 that hits it at my iCorecox.net. And the reason I'm saying it now is last night or Saturday when I was giving away the the lightsaber, I didn't give anybody my address. So everybody was writing in, well, who the f do we write? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I just assumed everyone knew my email address. Shame on me. Uh, poor babies. They, they were having heart attacks. But we gave away, we gave away, um, 12 books we gave away oh we get we're giving away some copies of fear too uh for halloween so if y'all want if y'all want to see the book fear i thought i had a copy right here somewhere but i must have where the hell well 
I got, oh, that's weird. I had a copy. Of, oh, here it is. You know what? We'll give away this one tonight. We'll give away two sets of books tonight. We'll give away Fear. Yes. They were reading inserts out of it Saturday. It sounds creepy as all hell. I have not read it, so I can't tell you. But uh, we'll give away this in, in the second hour, and we'll give away. Hold on, let's put that over there. And we'll give away these three. This is Right of the Future. This is the winners from for book 36, 37, 38. That's the last three years' winners. So there's 36 stories here and 36 great oh, wow. pieces of artwork in there. So uh, actually, there's a few legends. I got about 300 on my get it, giving away. Some of them going to drop off the local library. But, um, we're giving those away too. So, made great Christmas presents, great reading presents. You like to read? There's lots of stuff to read in there. Um, that's good stuff like that. Yes, and don't forget doing um, the week between the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, we will be playing Battlefield Earth, which is 48 hour long audio show with a hundred and uh, it's 150 thousand uh, sound effects in it. It's crazy. It's actually quite interesting. It's quite good if you can make it all the way through. We pay eight hours a day, actually. And then on the end of both of those, we play the original War of the Worlds. And when I mean original, I mean the one that played the night that everybody freaked out. Uh, it's got all the commercials in it, all the commentary in it, the whole nine yards. It's fabulous to listen to. And you, you, if you just turn off the lights and you sit and listen, you can understand why people were freaking the fuck out. Because <laughs> it sounds like there's an alien invasion. And the old commercials are great, too. I mean, it's just part of it. It's just it's a fun thing. So just to let y'all homebodies know who may be home for the holidays. Some of y'all will be out partying like dogs. Some of y'all will be behaving. Uh, I will behave most of this year, I think. I'll try anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Where am I going for Halloween? You know, somebody asked me that last night. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm probably going to stay home for Halloween. Oh, it's Monday night. It, it depends. It depends if we get hey what's going on with the time. It depends if we get busy or not. Um, country, well, my son and I are putting in my floors in my house this week, so we got some customers coming in town. Got a couple customers want us to get started on some stuff, so it just depends. If we're working, working, I probably won't do anything. I'll probably stay home and uh, might even come get on the radio and let everybody get drunk and have a good uh, Halloween show. Yes. Well, we've had a couple of good Halloween shows. We have a couple of good New Year shows. We have a couple of good shows over here. There, by the way, they're archived. If you can find them, they're up there. Nothing like a bunch of drunken hosts. <laughs> oh, you mean oh yeah? Well, that, well that, a bunch of stoned hosts. Some of the hosts get stoned too. I mean, you know, they might be stoned in <laughs> as far as I know. Um, just you know, whatever, whatever turns a little worm, they're good to go. I'm not worried about it. So yes, Jackie, there is no smoking of any kind on the network. I mean, it don't matter if you no, it's not what I mean. You can be on the network and smoke. You just can't smoke on the camera. Guests can smoke in the camera, unfortunately. Yes, but you, but our host can. Well, it just caused too much controversy, so we cut it out. Well, I don't smoke cigarettes now. I smoke cigars. Yeah, you thought I was going to say something else, did you, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> I might was going to say something else until you made that smart ass comment, but now I'm not. Mm. What do you mean? I don't do drugs. I am like angelic, like. Yes, angelic. Right, right, right. Yes, 
So a friend of mine wanted to argue with me in a bar about this one night. You're not angelic. I said, I didn't say I was angelic. I said, I'm angelic-like. It's a different statement, my friend. He's like, I said, I'm angelic. I'm not angelic. He's like, what? Uh, he got drunk that night just to try to argue more with me. It's funny as hell. Nothing like sitting in paddos talking about any weird stuff. If y'all get a chance, whether it's Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, or anytime you're in the Vucure or the French Quarter, you should stop off at Pato O'Brien's. They should be paying me for this ad. And uh, go to the bar outside. They got a fire bar outside. You can sit outside, get whatever drink you can think of, because they make anything you can think of. You can sit next to the fire bar, enjoy the beautiful night sky in the French Quarter, watch the people move around. If you're hungry, they got food. So, you know, so it's a nice place to hang out. It's because the ambiance of the place, people tend to talk about weird stuff, especially if they're named Trish. Oh, yes. They <laughs> I actually need to, have I need a to drink. go to New Orleans. I have they actually a have a drink family. there as tall as you. They, they, they got a hurricane. Well, it's taller. It's not as tall as you, but still. They got a hurricane there. It's um, they, So they bring this drink out. It's about this big around. And it's about three and a half foot tall. And they set it on a table and they put umpteen million straws out of it. And anybody in your party, it's 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 fruit punch and basically like one ninety, and everybody oh just drinks gosh. it until it's gone. That's like I we call it. that trash can punch here. I, I've watched many people pass out from this shit. And, um, I'm five. Pato and throws in, Thank you yeah, very much. Pato's throws some other weird flavors in there. I'm not sure what the hell they are. Now they got a drink down there called the Fifty Seven Chevy with stolen plates. It's a good drink. Stolen plates just means extra shot, but uh, it's a good drink. It's uh, uh, it's pretty decent. The Southern Screw, which I personally invented, is a good drink. Not the Slow Gin Screw. That's different. The Southern <laughs> Screw is, yeah, Slow Gin Screw is nice. I just, <laughs> I just took a picture of a 57 Chevy today. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe it probably had stolen plates. I don't know. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> it's, um, oh, no, people, any, any alcohol. But you know what's nice, too? Pato's is haunted as all get out. That's hard to tell when the club is going because there's six bars in a place and two restaurants. So it's too much turmoil to really pay attention. Drinks flying or things getting knocked over are just, a, you know, they just say drunk people are doing them. But the staff will tell you when everybody's gone, the place is all haunted, all get out. The fire will start and go off, come on by itself. Table, glasses will fall. Glasses will, from the counter will get put up. It's just weird shit. The one guy said he sat there and watched him putting hurricane glasses up for him one night. So he asked to he said, well, Mr. Ghost, is there anything I can do for you? Something I could leave out here for you, you know? And there's one place in there, they leave a rag with a 50 cent piece on it. And something comes and gets the rag and cleans the bar and keeps the 50 cent piece. Put your face, when, your, your face left again. I know. Laura uh, Lee, you're cute, baby. You're not as cute as me. What can I say? It's, uh, what the hell's going on here? I hit something. Oh, there I am. Okay. I think my hand hit the camera line when we were coming in. Whoever said that, New Orleans very haunted. But it's a little condensed now. Katrina kind of condensed everything. Um, the whole city got, the whole area, not just the city, got covered in salt water. Some places as, as deep as 10 feet. And a lot of it, and it stayed for several days, actually say for a couple of weeks. So anything in those areas that were flooded, that were ghostified, either left, was destroyed or pushed its way back to the city. Because um, the city is above sea level, it didn't flood. I mean, it flooded, but not like that. So, and a lot of people said that they they feel that the hotels and the old quarters and stuff like that, the old apartment complexes, the 
when I say complexes, it's like the whole street's like a duplex in there. And then I got beautiful patios in the back. But they say they're all haunted as all get out right now. I sent that. So I sent you a map. And because I don't know how to send it from my phone to myself to display it. But you brought up a good point about the places in Katrina that's flooded and stuff. So that came out of a book one day that I had that I didn't know I had. And it was talk. It was specifically about regarding the Georgia Guidestones, talking about the places that will be safe in the future and the places that won't be. And your area will not be safe. No, my but, area will be under like got umpteen feet of water. Right. But uh, the same with Florida, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you can, you can display that or not, but um, like, on, where am I on this computer? Let's see. The whole part of California, all the way to almost the Rockies. That's crazy. But obviously all through the middle of the United States, Texas, upper Northeast. Here's my... I'm trying to find it on one of the things. It came over my phone first. I'm trying to find it over here on one of the Instagram or Facebook pages. I uh, invited you to encounters. Man, I'm a member of too many groups now. Jesus, people. I have lost track of how many groups I'm, I'm actually part of. Okay, let's see if we can do it like this. And then let's see if we can do it like this. Like this. And then like this then like that not like that like this is this the one i'm looking for nope is this the one i'm looking for <laughs> oh, wait why didn't it come up <laughs> all right thing you're being aggravated now let's try that again <laughs> obviously i got the wrong thing <laughs> just... uh, let's see uh... All right, we're not giving Trish no more drugs, y'all. She's on something better than him. <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm not on enough is what the problem is. She's just on more. That's all it is. Um, no, I, I haven't taken my drugs today, actually. <laughs> I haven't taken my drugs yet. That's never a good Maybe that's, the, <laughs> that's never good. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem, huh? Okay, let's try this again. Stop camera. Present. Share the screen. Yes. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay. No, I don't want to share the whole damn screen. Ah, there it's, we go. It's just All right. Picture. There we go. Yeah, it's being, it was being aggravated <laughs> for some reason. I don't even know where I got that, but um, but those places uh, were in this book that are not going to be in the safe zone. So, y'all should, if you live in those areas, you should leave. See, my house is above <laughs> the ground, so I'm not much worried about it. You're people. in one of those areas. But my, like I said, my house is raised though. It's above the ground. It's you know, twenty feet above the ground. So these are it's, it's, uh, and stuff. My house is in the outside. Not common to live in the deep south and have to have a boat to get to your house. Uh, most yeah, people Oregon, live in the deep California, stuff, yeah. It's all gonna be gone. Look how big the Mississippi River gets. It's a uh, oh, it's goofy. All right, let's do it this way. There we go. Yeah, look at why the Mississippi River gets. I mean, it gets huge. I don't know where it's going to get all this water from since they say all the ice is going to be melted by then. So I'm not sure well, where it's going. I mean, from. you come down the middle there, like it doesn't show it there because it's further to the west. One of, uh, there's a major fault line between Kansas and Missouri 
and that's yeah well there's the, the um there. yeah technically the river is a fault line originally it was a fault line. it's, it's but moved, see on that it's side closer it shows, to you yeah on that on that map it shows that it's on the the eastern side of missouri whereas in real life that the kansas and missouri river run right like almost right down yeah so when, the border when, when i originally learned about this way back in the dinosaur era um they said that the Mississippi River, it was a fault that cracked and then it filled. But the fault line's been moving west ever since. It's, it's right. just headed towards you. And, you know, where it actually is now, I'm not have to go get a geological survey and look, but uh, it's definitely farther than the river is. It's, it's past the river now. Uh, it's, move, it's moving on, you know, as the plates and go along, it just keeps moving away. Uh, what do you mean, Gene? No, I can live there. Look, no, the blue's just the bottom of the the, the map. That's not. <laughs> that don't mean you can't live. It's the purple you got to be worried about. No, the blue's the trace <laughs> of the map, Goofus. No, no, it's not. That don't mean anything. <sighs> anyway, it's the purple you got to be worried about. And you see, well, it depends. See, I think the, the blue's blue. water. Well, no, it's the, the edge of the map. See, look over here. Well, see right. right. That's, that's just the edge of the water. That's all it is. Is just the edge. Uh, the purple, see, there's no purple where I live. I live right well, there. That's all going to be purple. What are you talking about? Per technically, I live right there. See that little dot right there? That's Bay St. Louis. And right, right there is my house. Yeah, people see, yeah, people don't believe me when I tell them I almost live in the Gulf. That's my house right there, people. Right there. There's a little bayou right here, and then there's a Gulf of Mexico, and that's right where the hell I live. Um, yes, I know. I'm crazy. What can I say? I, I was here for Zeta when the hurricane ripped my roof off and had eight foot of water under my house. It's weird. Mm. Uh, so, so Janine, Janine, where are you writing from, Janine? I seen you. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you did New York. I remember. So you want to believe in reincarnation? Well, that's fine. You can believe in reincarnation. And yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I, you believe whatever you want, really. You know, I say this all the time to people. Whatever makes you feel as snug as a rug, a bug in a rug is what you should believe. It's only people yeah. who did bad things like Joe that had to sit yeah, out, time out for about a thousand years. Yes. I, I don't so, know what I did last time. I was just bad to the bone, people. That mm -hmm. picture specifically. 200 wives, 1,800 children. I don't know. It was bad. Like, what can I tell you? I can only imagine Wait, wait. Oh, Oh, okay. And 10,000 grandchildren. I'm just reading what somebody's writing. 10,000 grandchildren. Jesus. How many great grandchildren? Like 100,000? No wonder I had a good. So uh -huh. the next picture I sent you goes back. To, so this has been kind of something that has been, that I've had tons of people ask about, tons, tons, not that picture specifically, but um, that picture I took on a day. So there's certain days, there's like portal days, you know, where, where uh, UFOs and such can travel easier, I guess, or I don't know, whatever happens with them. But that day specifically, went out to my vehicle in the morning um, and there was a bat, a dead bat, right, right outside my door. So Blood a few things come to mind. Right. A few things come <laughs> to mind. You know, in, in the witch's world, you're like, oh, well, that's not a good sign. But also, nothing had bothered it. No bats and things. Nothing had eaten this bat. It just literally was dead right in front of my door of my vehicle. Mm -hmm. And 
So the second thing that comes to mind is that there was some type of, you know, batch used sonar to um, to navigate and things like that. So so that was the second thing to came, that came to mind, that something like sonic or, or sonar related affected this this bat to that killed it. And then I look up in the sky, right? And obviously I can see these things, but not everybody can see through all the cloaking things and such. There's like, why is it orange all of a sudden again behind my head? <laughs> do, you, do you see that? <laughs> it is orange behind your head. Anyway, They're coming for so, people. If she disappears for the while, uh, you know what happens. I'm not supposed to talk about that. So, so I'm like, how could I prove this? Because I can see it. But how can other people see this? So there's this app that's for blind people, correct? That will show you an object. Well, if you point your phone at anything, it will tell you what that object is, basically. So I use that because I, I'm like, okay, well, even a normal person would see that there's like a blur in the clouds and a gray spot that's not like the other parts of the clouds, right? Any Anybody could see that. That's not something special with me. And that's like anybody could see that. So I point my phone at it and then it says boat. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the same as a ship, right? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> Anyways, after that day, specifically after that day, um, that was on, uh, I want to say September like fifth, sixth, maybe, I don't know. A week later, all hell broke loose in Kansas and most parts of the Midwest actually. Um, and when I say all hell broke loose, I mean, we had a mass shooting threat in Oklahoma City, Topeka, Wichita, Kansas City. Um, it was like five different schools and Aside from that, there was tons, there was a huge outbreak of crime everywhere. And, and you could even see on, you know, people caught, caught crime on their like little ring cameras and you could actually see orbs and entities flying off from a person that was like stealing or beating someone up or whatever. So I know, and I see the pattern in these things. And then of course, during that time, there were like 90 UFO reports from here to Independence, Missouri from Topeka to Independence, within those few days, there, I mean, animals were going crazy. Um, all kinds, people were sending me videos that they had all from here, all the way up the Midwest, from Michigan, from Nebraska, all these different places. And so, and then of course, everybody was reporting on police scanners and everything that, um, you know, I, I live near a military, few military bases, that the fighter jets were out, all these things. So in your opinion, what is the relation between, obviously between UFOs and an increase in crime and things, and just tip, like chaos in general in areas? Maybe because they're picking up their people more often to make sure they're okay. It's, uh, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's true. It's, 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 ET is, is weird. Okay, I guess the easiest way to explain this is it's, it's just like anything else in life. But So 
all contactees are sensitive. I mean, they're either empath or telepathic or more. So the problem is, 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 and this is especially a bad for me in my life. Um, if I get in a bad mood, everybody around me tends to get in a bad mood. I don't even have to say a word. You, you would have thought I was being, a, you know what, all day long, and I wasn't. But everybody around me gets mad, and then they even start getting mad at me after a while. Um, it's, it's really sucks. But the reason I'm bringing it up is if you have enough of them in any one area, and they're all feeling or picking each other up or sensing the same mood, they're going to translate that to everyone around them. So it's already it's going to take a sensitive a place that's already boiling over and make it worse. So let's let's we'll use Chicago as an example. <laughs> Chicago's got a lot of people in. So let's say five percent, or it, well, it should be fifteen percent, but we'll say ten percent of Chicago uh, has impasse in it, and those impasse all live in areas close close to places where not so good things happen. Not necessarily bad neighborhoods, but close enough that it affects them. They don't have to live even that close. It could just from watching TV, it could affect them. Let's say that they all start generally start feeling this way. And then after a while, maybe a day, two days, a week or so that manifests into everyone else around them feeling it, which of course manifests anybody who's already got issues or criminal tendencies. It probably just set them off and not just set them off, but it probably set them off in a more violent way. So, and this is an indirect from an extraterrestrial. This is indirect from the contact. This really isn't anything ET's doing. It's just these people are very telepathic and very and very empathic. And empaths have a tendency to transmit. And when you have enough of them transmitting in the area, but but they can do the same thing. So if you could if you could get them enough on television or wherever to make them feel good and warm and fuzzy, it would do that for the neighborhoods. It would do that for the whole area. But the problem I, is, is our news doesn't allow for that. Our television watching doesn't allow that. Or even our radio listener, internet watching really doesn't allow for that fun, cozy feeling. It's always just bam, bam, what's next, what's next, what's next. I mean, it's like the abortion topic. So everybody thought it was going to really carry the election over. Now they found that it's not because it was weeks ago. The news cycle is just too fast. It's too much. You know, it was a big deal and it still is, but but the cycle is so big and so intense and there's so much other stuff being poured into it that gets pushed further and further and further and further back. And as it gets pushed further back, less and less people are thinking about it and it becomes less of an issue for an election. Why other things like the economy is going to share. So it, it just, it, but if you could find these impasse and just get them in a generally sense of happy mood, it would change an area for sure. One empath in a, in a room full of people can change the whole room. So right. if you've got a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 of them in a few mile square area, they can change the whole neighborhood. But they're not, which means it's never, there's never enough feelings good together at one time that it happens. But it seems to be a negativity that happens. I don't know. You figure it out. It's kind of strange. I mean, uh, in Kansas, there's like 200 miles between towns. And in a lot of the U.S., I mean, we, like we don't even have people in half the state. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it yeah, was like Wyoming. Probably good because I was laughing when I was going through Wyoming. I was, I was driving on this interstate, you know, and all I was seeing was caribou and cows and deer and a few people here and there. Yeah, and uh, five hundred thousand people in a huge state. I mean, the state is huge. I'm thinking, man, in the old days, you must have walked a hundred miles, never seen anybody. Probably a thousand miles, never seen anybody. It's freaky weird. And thank you. Yes. Uh, two was three people in Chicago. So that would mean 300,000 of them would probably be 
have been or are have been taken. So at least that many of them are in pass. Yeah, so that would make a big difference. 300,000 in pass thinking the same thing. It would make a big difference. I don't and watch eventually the news might. specifically. I don't watch the news, and I'm very rarely like paying attention to social media because I know how important it is to control your emotion, you know. Well, I like, love by the way, I love this this sex work across the galaxy picture. This shit is just hilarious. That's actually uh is that the the star the book? Yeah, let me show everybody. Hold it's on. that's by uh I had him on my show, the author of that, um Brad Go Goss. Um yes, he that's one of one of his newest books, actually. I have not read it. Um, but I'm sure you can find him. Yeah, you can find him. He does the and he has he has little jingles to all of his books, little songs, too. Well, there y'all um, go, people. See on TikTok, yeah. He's addressing the the sex workers across the galaxy for everybody. <laughs> it, it's just fair, like it should be. They they need a voice too. I'm sure they don't have a voice. Yeah, because I asked him when he was on my show if he had any um, extraterrestrial books out he said not yet and so this yeah. was i already had a thing for leela now now we got a green-headed one so that's that's you know <laughs> i don't know what to tell you and i got a tail i don't know what to tell y'all man it's too much i bet i bet i bet oh that's just too much i better turn that off uh there might be some children watching or something we just we can't have that <laughs> She to mention you know damn air. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, well, you can find a book for yourselves. We were just we were just talking about it, so it just happened to be I was she well, when she sends me pictures, just they stay in the files. So when I when I cruise through them, I can see them. <laughs> like whoever this just redheaded chick with the green eyes is, I'm like, oh hey baby, what you doing? It's uh, it's in one of her shows she had. I think it was like June of last year or something. <laughs> Oh, that was, uh, yeah, we, her and I, she's amazing. Um, she, uh, that was, um, uh, Rachel Kleinsmith. She's of, of, uh, the vampire clan. She, uh, she lives in Hollywood now, but she came through. We actually met at a, a full moon in the, near the mausoleums here in Topeka one time. So, um, yeah, that we do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there. I'm just gonna leave that alone. We do things like that. I'm just no, because that. I can hear comments now. Like, oh my God, here's here's two witches and ones, you know, ones of the vampire. No, I I know, I know. Typical. Of course, we would meet on a full moon at a mausoleum in a cemetery. Like, why would I, I can already hear it? Like, I know. It's a uh, uh, Jessica Hahn, really. That's got to be a screen name. You're not the one who really cut the guy's wee wee off, right? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I just didn't name him. Uh, I, you never know what Trish and I are going to talk about. We've just been chatting tonight. We talked about all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. actually, some of the better conversations you miss when she used to host for uh, Chasing Prophecy, we'd talk after the show. That's why she's a host on the network. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what, what? Just ask a question. You know, you can go to. Yeah, UFO Paranormal is open, so you can go in and, and pop out the chat room if you want to. And, and do I have the comments open? Yeah, I have it open. What do you mean? God doesn't allow for reincarnation. Hmm, okay, that's that's a see. That's what we were talking about earlier. That's a personal belief thing. 
well, I don't know. I haven't met God personally in this lifetime, so I can't say, well, God, do you allow for reincarnation? He or she or it might take a dim view of that kind of crap. Well, what do you mean you don't know that, Joe? Well, I don't want to be doing that. Well, because no. well, I don't know who God is. Okay, I was raised thinking God was guy. Joe's you know, going to get no real... lightning. <laughs> I, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy there. <laughs> oh, all right, are we rehaving us? You know, I'm beginning to wonder if this computer's like trying to get itself on the um, wireless sometimes. Because every now and then I see a wireless thing come up. I'm thinking, what the hell? You're not wireless, you're a hardwired computer. Hmm, we'll have to check in that tomorrow. Aliens are pregnant. I'm sure they can get pregnant. I mean, what are some of these comments coming tonight? Y'all are in drugs. Um, oh, oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to answer them. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, to Glinda, is that you like Glinda the bad witch? Glinda the good witch? Glinda the bitch? Okay, that works for me. I'm tough. Whatever. Whatever. No, actually, I've always considered the Isle of the British Isle as a control study for the aliens because, for some reason, most of our cases there are what I call alien abduction 101. And most of the people from those cases are still angry. Whereas in other countries, people start out angry but tend to move to a different, the ones that stay with the aliens tend to move to a different feeling. They're not, after, usually after the early 30s, they're not angry anymore. Yeah, I started but, out angry. Yeah, and, um, and in, in, in England, and still there is some still anger there, but but in England, it's it's like those stories you used to hear in the sixties and seventies. Uh, it still happens like that, and I think ET uses them as a control group against everybody else because it's still a function one hundred and one there, whereas the rest of the world seems to have moved on. I don't know. I I think it has a lot to do with religion too, because when I was more religious, you know, I was still I was very angry at being abducted. Um, you should be. You should be now when they, you know they're taking your damn kids. It's um. Well, see no, that that's because, a thing because people get so pissed, and you should be pissed, people. They just took but, your kids and did whatever they wanted to, and then brought them I, back and said, I "Well, get screw you, more bitch." More irritated about like the the mill abductions because. That's yeah, other humans that, doing it, you know, and that pisses me off a lot. But but as far as aliens, I'm like, okay, I, I explain this to people. I'm like, it's like the circle of life, you know. You watch the Lion King; like they're all living in their own little uh, biosphere. There, technically, um, they know the lion can eat them and probably will at the end of the day. But it's like in Kansas, you know, with farmers and stuff. Can't it, it the same with aliens, right? Like if I'm raising a cow. I want that cow to have a good life. I want I want to raise it humanely. I want it to be out in the pasture and be taken care of and fed well and all of that. I don't agree with with big slaughterhouses and things like. I want my cow to be raised humanely, but at the end of the day, it's going to be eaten. It you know, mm -hmm. it knows that. I know that. Everybody knows that. At the same time, I don't want the neighbor down the road abusing my cow, so I'm not going to let that happen because it's my cow. And I want it to have a good life. You know, and I, I, I kind of view aliens as that way. Like, like when something else started abusing me as being a, like abducting me, I think something else came in and was like, hey, that's our cow. Like, Trisha's our cow. We want her to have a good life. I mean, essentially, yes, I'm going to be eaten at the end of the day. But <laughs> for the time being, um, you know. Well, I'm very high in cholesterol, so the aliens don't want to eat my ass. 
They, uh, I have a lot of tattoos, so they'll probably poison themselves. So that's a good kind of ink that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, Christopher. Uh, we'll talk about that another day. Uh, we uh, a friend I said, dude, I can't. My personality changes too much. I said, I'm just not like a normal person. I realized that when I was 19, because I was going to go get some tattoos. I was in the Navy. I was going to get two on one on each chest, and I really liked them. And I got drunk, and then I realized that I didn't like them. Or actually, I got drunk and I realized I wasn't going to like them when I was 30. And what was funny was when I hit 30, I was glad I didn't get them because I wasn't going to like them. It was just it's my personality changed too much. So recently, I had gotten one, and um, it's funny. At this age, it doesn't really matter what I get because I'm only I got 20 or 30 years left on damn planet anyway. So. It's um, but it's it's strange how many people just automatically draw a negative connotation to him. So it's different for me because you know my dad was a merchant marine, so he had tattoos on his arms. Uh, over the years, different employees, and friends of mine have had tattoos, so I never really looked at them as anything other than what they are. I never really looked at them unless they were like a piece of artwork, or if it was something stupid like let me put Jessica's name. Donna's name, Ginny's name, down the list on my arm. Any, any of my friends that did, I instantly gave shit to them about it. I'm like, hey, what are you going to do with that? What, are you going to get a list all the way down to your elbow? What the hell is going on here? I said, think about it, you know? But and some of them, like my, my ex-business partner, Sam, he has a snake on his, he's got a cobra on his belly, which is hilariously funny. Uh, so it's it's it just, but it, you have to be something, it's got to be something that you want, and it's something that you're going to feel comfortable with 20 years after you get the damn thing. You seem to be very comfortable, so it's different for you. And some people aren't, some people aren't. I never understand why it's easier on some, hard on others. So, I, you think that's weird? Yeah, a little bit. I think mine, see, I, I was shown a lot, going all the way back to like Egyptian times, only royalty was permitted to have tattoos. Um, and the same in a lot of cultures with. Um, even like a lot of native tribes, only the healers or the shamans, things like that were, were permitted to have tattoos. But I realized that with every single one of mine, they helped me remember something either about a previous life or about this life. Um, and, um, you know, having an immune suppressant disease, um, tattoos have been proven to act, um, to actually increase your, um, immune system response for one scientifically they've been proven to do that but also act as like acupuncture kind of so almost have a healing effect um, not to mention a lot of mine have um, have to do with different like I don't know I you know I have I, I allow my tattoo artists to use their own to put what I a lot of times to do whatever they want and that ends up being almost a prophecy in itself you know some of them <laughs> have ended up being like star systems entire solar systems and so essentially a lot of mine have ended up being something that led to something i needed to know in this life so it's like it's like a map that i only know <laughs> that i'm the only one that knows the the you know, the key well, no, to, I guess. It, well, as long as it, you're comfortable with it and it works for you, that's that's all that really matters. It's uh, it. What do you mean, Jessica? Well, no. Also, it, it, tattoos can mean things, and they cannot mean things. They can just be artwork. They can they can be anything that the 
the person wants them to be. I'm a medium too. So I, I do have protective runes and such, which absolutely work. Whether people Uh, believe that or not, you know, start talking to a few demons and you might. (laughs) uh, Mike, uh, no, we're not giving away no lightsabers tonight. No, I thought about one. I have one, but it hasn't come in yet. If it would have came, no, I'm not giving away the silver one. It's actually going, it's on a particular night. It's already been scheduled to go somewhere. No, it hasn't been one yet. It's just been scheduled to go somewhere. Uh, You can go directly to the company and buy directly from them if you want to. Now, remember, there's a couple of companies that sell lightsabers. And so with this company, one, just a normal lightsaber with no sounds runs about $120. If you want the fighting thing, about $130. If you want one with, with a nice hilt that's pretty fancy, the sounds will run you about $250. If you want a star design, right? One star, start at $15. Yes. Well, you know, you want something. You want it to look like Obi-Wan or somebody along the line of uh, Qui-Gon or um, what's the, I can't remember uh, the other guy's name that had the purple one. A lot of people want the purple one. A lot of people want the yellow one, the gold one. Yeah, it's whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And they all have, but just make sure it's a reputable company because they are expensive. And uh, so you want to get something that you like, something you want to use, and something you can whack your neighbor in the head with. I ambush my stepdaughter with them all the time. She had to go out and buy her mini one just so she could defend herself. Yes. That's just how it works around this house. She comes in. I, 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 the other day, I, was, I, was, I had the dogs outside of her dogs growling and snarling. She come out of the chicken. I was like, ah, I die, bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, people. I'm strange. What can I say? Um, well, one, one of these days, we'll get Trish in the city and scare the bejesus out of her. We'll take out the swamps, get a bejesus out of it. <laughs> so I got a friend. You think I scare that easily? Oh no, but I got a friend of mine. Oh, oh man, from, y- y'all would probably be scared of me. Actually, that, uh, that's typically what happens. One one of my friends who she's she's never scared of anything. She flies in from France. We bring her down. So she's having a blast. I took her to this place out in Honey Island. She said, "You know, you can never come in here again, right? Ever." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like. She was not nice about it either. She was like, you just, just, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because, you know, what it is more than it is anything else, the place is naturally scary because of where it's at. And if you're not familiar with the area and, and you're sitting there, you're first off, you're under really pretty sky. It's starlit sky. But you're in the middle of a swamp. You're 12 miles back in this swamp. You're actually on NASA territory, which makes it even worse. So you just snuck into a NASA military facility and you're 12 miles in the swamp. I'd be you like, actually, well, Thelma, I guess we're going over. <laughs> so you, you can you can, you can can actually hear machinery and stuff going on. You'll see weird shit flying through the skies and stuff. It's really crazy back there. But then occasionally, you know, you'll hear an alligator start growling or a group of – a massive group of like 100 hogs comes walking by you, snorkeling, making all kind of shit. We, we've actually seen fawns drop back there. We've actually seen some really cool stuff. We've also seen some really scary stuff. Or – we stand in the trail. Everybody with us will start seeing them. It's it's crazy. Um, I don't. I lived, I, in, I, don't, I lived in Southern Georgia though before you know that, Joe. Like yes. I, I well, that's good. I don't. I don't. I, I I don't think. Um, for me, I don't find it as necessarily scary as I do. It's just different. It it can be scary, and and if you're if you're even a moderate scary person, it's going to scare you. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, to meet Leon in the years. But it's a great place 
there's lots of things to see. And even if you don't see aliens or ships or weird stuff, you're going to see something cool no matter what. Uh, but generally, uh, like, we, so put this in context. Uh, a couple of times this has happened to us. So I'm out there, this is right after Katrina, about a year after Katrina. A friend of mine, Mike, he's, he's a Canadian. He's down from Canada helping us work. And a couple of guys with me, a friend of mine, Jason from Texas, was down working. But I had brought in a bunch of people from around, the, the, well, from a couple of countries to work after Katrina. So we, it was late one night, and the three of us decided we were going to go get some breakfast at Waffle House in Slidell because, you know, there was nothing open in New Orleans. Actually, it was a little fun slide. So we went out and got breakfast. And Jay's like, you know, we ain't never been to Honey Island, which we went to Honey Island. I said, sure, we're about to Honey Island. So we get out in Honey Island, and we're sitting back there in this, this circle, great witch's circle, by the way. You'd love this. Is it Honey Island? Honey Island, just like like Honey, honey like yeah. So it's not Horny Island, people. It's Honey <laughs> Island. Okay. Just, don't just say ahead of time. It's uh, So anyway, you're back there. We're sitting there. And I hear Mike saying, what the hell is that noise? He kept going, what the hell is that noise? And looks up, look up and you see what appears to be a TR-3B black triangle coming along. It's, it's, it's making this weird whizzing sound, like it was pushing against something. Or, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It wasn't really loud. It was just like it's whiz kind of sound going on. Right behind it, not more than, I don't know, Thousand yards, hundred yards flying in formation behind it was what looked to be an F 16. And we were sitting there going, What the hell is that? And then the F 16 dropped off, and the damn saucer dropped right in between them, just and sat there. All of us seen it. We were all watching it. Then we all think, Nah, well, we're not going to talk about this. Everything's going to be a crazy bunch of wackos. So we watched this go on for, I don't know, about 45 minutes. So we decided we could leave. We got to work in the morning. We got crews running all over the place. I had freaking 10 job sites going. So we got to go home. So we we leave. We get in the car. We're driving. And we're headed towards uh, Covington because we wanted to go across the causeway, the 24-mile bridge. So Jason said, "Do we? where the hell are we? I'm like, I don't know. We should have been at Covington like 20 minutes ago. So I look down, and, and I'm like, where the hell? So we turn around. So we, we blew the exit. By 50 miles, which is, since I used to live there, it's kind of weird to start off with. So then we get back to the bridge. We're getting ready to get on the bridge. And Jason says, is that the sun? It was 6.30 in the morning. We just lost five hours. And just poof. Still to this day, no one wanted to be hypnotized. And still to this day, we don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> um, it was it was strange. The whole night was very weird. What do you mean? Kara, um, because I, I nobody wanted to be hypnotized, which generally means it wasn't a pleasant experience. How many? So I've I've thought about that. If other people like, there's there's quite a few times of my experiences that I remembered parts of, but not all of. But I definitely did not want to be hypnotized um, to remember them. Do you have a lot of those? Yeah, we do because it wasn't something you want to remember. Yeah. One thing you can one thing you can count on whether it's military or government. Generally, when they wipe your brain completely, it's because they did something that you don't want to remember. Now, it yeah. doesn't happen as much over, say, age thirty three or thirty four, but it does happen. And uh, in this case, I think this was a military abduction. Uh, actually, it was probably alien pickup with a military abduction and then a handoff, which dropped us off wherever, um, because. The other odd thing was, is this is from Honey Island taking the way we went to my house and then overriding it by 50 miles. I should have burned a half a tank of gas 
And I was driving an F-150. It was still full when we got to the bridge. Now, that's an impossibility. Even even at my best, I could have been doing 25 miles an hour. I still would have burned a, a three-quarters of, I mean, a one-third of a tank of gas. But driving the way I do, it's a half a tank easy. I mean, I've driven it many times, so I knew what it was. And uh, so that was odd. Uh, there was some other odd things. It was weird marks on us. Uh, no, none of us slept well for about a week. Everybody was having these horrible freaking nightmares. And, um, but it really felt like it was more like the aliens picked us up for the government and then put us back. Uh, and we know about handoff experiences. I know Travis Walton was, there's been several of them. Barney and Betty Hill were. Um, most of uh, the ones that were like the, uh, I guess they call it hybridization any of the times that I had like children taken were on were handoff type situations. Yeah, for some, but the odd for thing some... about those, like I dreamt about them before they happen, which always makes me think that I'm reliving everything again because I don't believe people are psychic. I mean, I mean, I believe in psychics. Don't get me wrong, but I believe we've either already lived those things or somebody is showing us that those things. It's. Uh... Well, what the, I'm sorry, that was weird. It's um, and it could be. There's no way to really know. Um, it definitely could be. But it's only the bad ones that I have dreams about before they happen. Which is and those could be well, and those could be not too much. Well, for you it could be before it happened, but for them it's probably already happened. True. So we know the aliens can take us out of time. We know that because you know. We have people come back with two and three weeks worth of hair growth. We have people, sometimes it seems like they've been gone for two or three years because of the amount of information they have. And the way we look at it, we look at two hours of information per day is what how we calculate it. We used to look for more, but we realize a lot of the information is not going to be brought back with them. It's going to be stored on board the ships, um, a lot of stuff. So we figure for every two hours of retainable memory you have is one day. And uh, and to be honest, it's hard to find people within about twenty hours. So Jim Sparks very famous contacting, and out of everybody who's come forward, he's got more abductions per credit than anybody in, in the field, anybody that's ever spoke. So on the air one night, I asked him. I said, "Well, tell me in hours, because he's talking about being taken a couple times a month, which is not uncommon for abductees in their twenties to be taken yeah. one, two, three times a week. It's not that uncommon." So. I asked him, I said, well, how many, I said, you know, like here, you know, you said you were going for three, three weeks. So I said, I said, how many hours is that? It's like what, 400 hours, 500 hours. I said, how much of that do you actually remember? I said, how much could, I said, if we sat here and talked, how many hours do you think it would add up to? And he was stunned when he told me he didn't think it would be more than four or five hours. He was stunned. I already knew what the answer was going to be, but he was like, you, you gotta be shitting me. Huh? I was like, yeah. I said, because a lot of the stuff they're not going to let you remember anyway. And some of that time, you're not actually active. Some of the time, you're in storage, for lack of a better way of saying it. Mm -hmm. um, so and when you're on the big ships, they let you roam around and, and, and get involved in stuff and learn other stuff. So you'll have different kinds of memory. And that's another way you know when this has happened, like in a military base or on board one of the small ships versus the big ships. Generally, when they take you to the big ship, you get downtime. You get to talk with other aliens, other humans, there's rec rooms, there's faces to eat, there's your own room, you have your own room, there's activities, there's interactions with the holodecks, training sessions. That's all stuff that you remember and you remember in a different context. But a lot of times when it's just a hard abduction, you don't really remember that 
uh, for whatever reason they were using you. And sometimes when they use you, like use your abilities, they don't allow you to always remember that either. And those are also hard abductions. Yeah. Those, you know, there won't be more than an hour or two of memory and it'll be very selective memory. Whereas the ones when you're on board the ships where they're taking you and doing general consultations or general training sessions or whatever it may be, uh, you remember a lot of that. You can't remember it all because a lot of it's stored on board the, 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 the living computers on the ships because you have access anytime you're there. And of course, our brains aren't big enough to house it all. Um, but it's those times when they take you and you're forced to even remember five or 10 minutes of it. You know, there's some shit went on there that you don't want to remember. It's not always, ladies and gentlemen, that they did something to you. Sometimes you're doing something to someone else. Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't want to remember. I don't want to remember hurting people. Do you remember hurting people? No, I don't want to remember that. And uh, so, and sometimes it's for training sessions for other things that the government may be viewing. Because unfortunately for the government, and one of the reasons they're so open right now, uh, which I'll be talking more about on um, Wednesday, is the fact – you can come join me, by the way, Trish. It's just, just an open conversation. Um, is is oh, – I forgot what I was going to say now. Damn it. I need a sip. Of, I, need, I need some alcohol is what I need. I think – uh i i well i know for a fact i've had a lot of hard abductions um for my abilities because i do remember bits and pieces every time and one of the main things so a lot of times people think that abductions cause you know nosebleeds or their ears to bleed or eyes to bleed or whatever that's not necessarily in my experience what causes those what causes a psychic to have nosebleeds or somebody with telekinetic or um, any type of, of gifts like that is that they're used stream overload and my nose or my ears or something will start bleeding. See, see those glitches. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, this is stuff they don't want us talking about. This, this is exactly the last, the last five minutes of conversation is not even something they want us over the air with. Yeah. It's uh but we'll, we'll just keep going through it. But I, it is uh yeah, I, no one's even ever brought up some of this topic stuff we just talked about, like the nosebleeds or the heart abduction. That's not even stuff that's really talked about in the field any. Because most people I know, don't even like know if about. in my normal life, if I were to, if somebody want, if I'm working on a cold case or a missing persons case, or I'm trying to remote view, which I don't ever do on a normal basis in my in my life, you know, unless it's for something like that. If, if a child's missing or something, then I, I will try to help and do things like that. And if I do it to an extent to like mental exhaustion, my nose will start bleeding my, or if it has something to do with my kids, you know, my, like an ear will start bleeding or something like that. Well, in, in abductions, and since I was very little on the ones that I would only remember bits and pieces of, and I know it was because I was being used to do something for for whomever, for even if it's like remote viewing for for another country or whatever they use remote viewers for, I would wake up and have like blood all over my pillow, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. and, and my nose would bleed for a few days too. And it's it's literally, I also think with things like, like Alzheimer's, um, muscular sclerosis, Lyme disease that has the people who develop the white lesions on their brain, that's often, you know, regardless of what science says, because I've healed myself of white lesions before, but I think that's also from 
overexerting um, like your mental powers and stuff as well. Well, it is. It's and then having your mind erased too many times. We, we, well, <laughs> well, it, yeah, that doesn't help because I mean it's it's messing with muscles. But when you when you start to use your abilities, especially if if you started using them later in life, it's much easier uh, to get blood, nosebleeds in different places. You can uh, bust blood vessels. You can actually get a damn aneurysm if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, because you're when how can I put this so. When a person recognizes that they have an ability and not that it was just an accident or a fluke, they recognize, they start trying to use it. And sometimes they try to push really hard. Well, if you push really hard in the wrong yeah. way, you're going to start having all kinds of issues and you can kill yourself. So you got to be careful with this. Uh, you know, we tell people all the time to, to find a mentor and work with somebody who, um, you know, has decent abilities that can help you get through this. Uh, you know, something that you, you can learn how to show or, I think it's a great take a little at a time. Like, so your empathic, if you have a spouse, they're they're good, they're good to practice on. <laughs> so you can push, you can push your inner, you can see because some people are better receiver than they are transmitter. Some are both, but some have. Oh, I hate working with with. With baby, uh, what do you, what do you, what would you call them, baby? Um, not baby. I guess, I guess just new. Um, what do you call somebody who just realized they have these powers? Because it, they can hurt people, and I don't, I don't like working with, <laughs> I don't like working with them. Well, because they can't, because they don't realize like, it. Some brain. people are much stronger, and well, some people are much stronger than you, but. I'll find a man or find someone who has good abilities. More than that, a good empath can use their abilities to help calm you, help excite you, things like that. Oh, right. And if you can, I'll tell you a little secret. If you can find a spouse that's an empath, you'll never leave them. You might hate them a few times, but you'll never leave them. And there's reasons why, but I'm talking about a good one. You both have to be around the same abilities. Uh, well, there's lots of advantages to it. There's disadvantages because a lot of times they'll know what you're thinking or they'll answer questions before they're asked, which still aggravates me even to this day. Uh, but you might accidentally kill each other. You could do that. But when you, when you, <laughs> when you sense the sense of love or compassion, the sense, because it's, so it's kind of like two, two cars speeding towards each other. Instead of 50-55, you know, it's a 110-mile collision. What's the same thing with impasse? When they finally do connect at those kind of levels, it's, it's, it's you can sense each other. You can feel each other. So you can feel what your partner is feeling plus what you're feeling. It's, it's, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's, it's a sensation that's far beyond sex or any of drugs or anything along those. It's, it's once the two, it's almost like a merger of souls in a way. Uh, it's immersion of feelings for sure. Um, it's it can be overwhelming. And, and I was going to say, I think. To, okay. Oh, I was going to say, I I think that sometimes if you have two that are extremely powerful like that, they can't always be around each other. No, uh, they can't. They'll get on each other's nerves. But, the, yeah, but you I have mean, to remember too when 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 you experience something with an empath. And it's overwhelming a lot of times. People fall deeply in love. You have to watch because it may not be love. It's just simple sharing of feelings. And 
sometimes people take that for more than what it is. It, it's hard. People, it, it takes a lot of effort. You, you really got to know. Once you understand that you're empathic, it's, it, you have to actually pay attention to what you're thinking because you can walk into a room pissed off and everybody in the room all of a sudden is pissed off. Or you can walk in a room laughing at some stupid TikTok joke and you look around and everybody's laughing and you're like, what are y'all laughing about? Well, what are you laughing about? Well, I'm laughing about a TikTok joke. Well, I don't know what I'm laughing about. It's, um, you see that a lot. And remember, if, every, if people tell you all the time that everybody is late and telepathic, call them a liar. Call them out. Go get a deck of cards. Go get just two cards. Go get a coin for that matter. But get two cards, two colored cards, two numbered cards, whatever. And just test everybody that comes in. We, we used to do it at the malls. We'd just go set up in the malls. And everybody we could, you'd be a couple hundred people a day. Just, you know, hey, I'm broadcasting to you. And we'd have four or five people there who were impasse so that they would all be broadcasting. So the person always had a chance, a fair chance of getting it. Man, people didn't even get it right 50-50. The overall majority of people, 80% or more, didn't get any right. Um, it was it, it was sad. And then when you would hit an empath or a telepath, they would get them right almost every time. That's the difference. Um, so, you know, I was I was like everybody else when I was young. I believed that everybody had a latent ability. Everybody could develop telepathic abilities. But now that I've tested it, really it's not true. And I, I challenged people. I said, just test it. You don't have to worry for it. Test it yourself. You're going you're gonna to be sadly shocking to find out how few people have these abilities. And if you find people would do it, make friends with them, keep in contact with them um, because they're going to sense and know things far ahead of anybody else. But you know what I, what I realized I started doing from a very young age because I didn't want to be different than everyone else. So even with like music and stuff, I was, I was very talented. Um, I was very musically inclined and, and just explaining something like that. Like at my first recital, Everybody, you know, I was probably like six or seven playing the piano. I knew all the notes. I didn't make one mistake when I practiced at home ever. And I get up there on stage and I purposely made numerous mistakes because I didn't want to stand out. So throughout my life, you know, I didn't want to be better than everybody else. I didn't want to, I just, I didn't want to be different. And so throughout my life, I got into the habit of doing that. So then it affected my intuition and my, my abilities because I was, every time I would have an in, intuition or, you know, an emotion or something, I would do the opposite. And I got into the habit of doing that because I didn't want to stand out. And I think a lot of people actually now in hindsight. A lot of people do. A lot of, of people society. do. They don't want to stand out because they're going to be yeah. picked on or hated on or made fun of or something along those lines. Uh, which is true for a lot of people, you know, they, and, and, and they do, a lot of people do get hated on if, you know, it was funny. Cause I grew up and I grew up in a house full of in past. It, it was always such and such as a call and somebody's that they knew who was at the door. They always knew who at the phone. My freaking mom always knew where I was, which sucked. Um, <laughs> yep. I tell my kids that I'm like, <laughs> see today, today I would have thought today I would have thought she had a GPS on my phone or something, but no, she always knew where I was. She always knew what I was up to. Um, men I still have that same problem to this day dating and stuff you know initially because they don't believe in psychics they don't they don't believe in this that whatever and they automatically think I'm stalking them they automatically think this think that no no I don't need like I don't even have time to go through people's social media or put a tracker on their phone bullshit no 
Like I, I already know. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, you know, because a lot of times somebody will be saying something, I'll be like, "Yeah," and I'll be finishing their sentence, and they get all upset. And I'm like, "Whatever." Um, and then from time to time, I see just a lot of information about it. I don't even know why either. Some people, it's weird. I, um, I just get a buttload of information at one time. It just like comes pouring in from somewhere. Um, and I, I can't, somebody said, is it a download? I said, no. I said, is it visual? I said, no. Is it audio? I said, no. Is it spoken? I said, no. That's just there. And I mm -hmm. said, I wish I could tell you how it got there or where it came from. I said, because I'd go looking for it. I said, but uh, it's just there. I'll just meet a person. It's, it's like it was pre-programmed in my head for when I met that person to tell them that. That's how it is for me too. It's it's like when you when your computer automatically updates overnight and you don't even know it and all of a sudden there's a new program there or something. It's uh I know it's it's well, Christopher, downloads I know I said it earlier, but downloads are just things that aliens give you from time to time. Um they're information based and they don't always open at one time. So you'll get a download, you'll know you got something. Uh, because there'll be something instantly, but it takes a little while, a couple of years sometimes for them to completely open and unfold. It's like a virus almost unfolding in your head and it's just slowly opening up and you'll know. So, and then it's one of the reasons contactees have a much higher education level than they. So if you talk to a, a, a contactee and I'm not talking about I'm talking a full blown contactee, somebody's a keeper or a communicator, something along those lines, you're going to find out that their education is higher than their formal education. So, they or high school dropout, their education would be much higher than that of a college person, at least. If they say they got a, a bachelor's, it's going to be much higher than that, more like a PhD. If it's a PhD, it's weird, but they're taught so much on board the ships and they learn so much abstract stuff that it brings their intelligence much higher than it would have been if just as a normal life of, of living and going to uh, school. It's just, it's very strange. Well, it's, it's more than that. Um, I remember the very, very first time I was talking to a physicist. This is, God, 25 years ago. Um, I was talking to a physicist, and I was quoting a universe in a nutshell. That's Stephen Hawking's book, by the way. I was quoting directly out of the book, and I was quoting page for page, word for word. And the guy who I was talking to looked up the book and got it out and uh, started. Um, he said, man, what are you reading from the book? I said, I've actually never read the book, ever. Yeah. Still to this day, I've never read the book and I can still quote you segments out of the book. Um, it's a very strange thing. It's a weird phenomenon, whatever you want to call it. The whole entire book's in my head. It's not just that there's other ones besides that. There's other stuff besides that. It's not always books. It's just, it's just information there for whatever reason. And, you know, the very first time I realized I had some of this physics information, I was like, why the hell what I, I need is, of course, in today's society, I mean, and what I do now in the last 20 years, it's actually come in very handy, especially as I got my bachelor's. It was just, it was just a lot, you know, it just helped me out in a lot of ways. It's, and it's, it's sometimes information it comes from nowhere there. too. Like it does, I, I don't it even know. <clears throat> I, I've been interviewed by scientists and astrophysicists and stuff, and they'll be talking about something and I'll just start randomly spouting off something about quantum physics and another solar system. And, and I don't know where I know. Like I've never studied that before. I don't know where it came from. I don't but that, even know but how that, I that's how it works with, with, with abductees and contactees. <laughs> it, it comes out, it comes out on the information. It, it just, it's just there uh, just for whatever natural, reason. Like, well, it's probably something, up. something they have something to do with something that was going on board the ship, something you was involved with, but the information is there. Or 
it's something that they know you were going to need here for some reason. I don't really think per se they can see the future, but they can predict the future, which is different. Um, they have enough algorithms and enough computer power and enough knowledge um, of watching us that they can kind of predict some of the things that are going to happen to us. And, uh, and I think they use that against us or for us, however you want to look at it. A lot of that information, just like information is relayed to us in the same way, I give to somebody specific that it was meant to be given to. Yes, I've noticed, it. you know, or I'll write something down or type something up that I don't even know anything about. And then I'll come across it later in, you know, six months later and be like, what? I don't remember writing this down or, but yeah, obviously. And it's something that's completely beyond, beyond my knowledge at the time, but then I'm learning about it six months down the road. So people, whoever gives me uh, the year L. Ron Hubbard died, uh, number two got to be the 20th one on my email, though, not just the first one. For that, for the person who gives me the, oh, the year he died, the 20th, it's, it's, this is a book called Fear. Uh, and whoever wrote me know I'm not giving away my uh, hardback leather copy. That's not for y'all. That's for me. It's, uh, it's got to be some perks of knowing people, guys. Let's be honest. But we'll give this one away to the 20th person who writes into icarcox.net uh, for that. So I want his, I want his, I want to know when his birthday is. I mean, not his birthday, the day he died. And for these three, number 30th person that writes in, this is, let's do right quick. Boom, pretty book. Look, look, hot, hot mama on the book. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, wait another hot mama on the book. And this is a little weird. Now we have a big elephant on the book. So I'm not exactly sure what we were saying here. Two hot mamas and then an elephant, a mammoth. So all three of these, you get all three of these. If you're, if you write in, if you're the 30th caller, I'm sorry, the 30th person to write into iCarCox. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to give them an address or a phone number, whichever yeah, you So, so 30th, 30th person to write into iCarCox. I need to know when L. Ron Hubbard's, what is his day, date, and birth of his birth was. I want his, his day, the month, the month, day, and year of his birthday. Um, so if you tell me that, you can have all three of them. But be sure who, who y'all send me stuff, people. Send me your contact information so I can send them to you. Okay. I got lots of books I'm trying to get out of here, but so that's book 36, 37, 38. There, I've met the winners of all three of these books. They're great people. A lot of fun. It's a lot of great artwork in there. What do you mean with a good looking? Yeah, some of them were good looking, some were a little scary, but you know, whatever. <laughs> they were all nice people. Uh, last year's group, um, three were from the UK, three were from Australia, one was from Spain, um, one was from ooh, South America somewhere, and then the rest were from the US. But uh, lots of winners, lots of fun, uh, lots of people. You meet lots of people. Remember, well, there's 24 altogether. There's 12 illustrators and 12 writers. So there's always 24 winners. And then sometimes they do like an honorable mention and things like that. So the first year I went, it was for two years. It was insane is what it was. I worked my ass off. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of good interviews. Most of these, a lot of these interviews are up on the uh, UPRNTalkRadio.com site. So we're right into those so we know. Uh, Trisha May from Wisconsin just run the fear book. Let me write that down so I don't forget. Who? Oh, we got a, she, Trisha May. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Congratulations. Another Trisha. See, it's probably me and like an alternate. It's an alternate me that won it because I was talking about how I wanted it. <laughs> Cheyenne, Wyoming. Well, that's like the biggest city in Wyoming, isn't it? Uh, Trisha May. How weird. Are you lying to me? Is that your real name, people? Come on. Is that your real name? I don't believe that's your real name. It is your real name. Well, I'm just asking. Don't get all offended. Uh, only 10 of y'all written in so far about his birthday. Uh, M, you got you to gotta send it to the email. You can't send it to my phone. It's cheating. <laughs> Somebody's cheating and sending it to the phone. <laughs> um, what? What's that? Oh, we, we're getting ready to go, but um, what do you mean? What's my, my most memorable psychic moment? Ooh, that's tough, man. I don't. That's a tough. <laughs> that is tough. I, you know, for me, the awakening for me was very young. Um, I used to have these horrific nightmares when I was young. I don't even know what they were about, but they were horrific. And I started learning. I started watching Star Trek, uh, the original series, and I started programming the episodes into my head. So when I went to bed at night, I could just basically replay the episode. Somewhere along the line, I realized I could change the episode. I could add in stuff, subtract stuff, make stuff change differently. I realized that I could actually die in a dream and not actually die in reality. Uh, I, I realized all my dreams were in color, which was great, which was kind of nice. I realized I could completely interact. And I realized when I was having a nightmare, I could generally change it and turn it into something else now, which was cool. Didn't realize it was a psychic gift until later on. Um, but still, not a lot of people can't do it. Most of the people I know can't control the dreams. They'll tell you they can, but when you test it, they can't. Um, and I can't, I can control 90%. Sometimes before I get a chance to control, somebody will wake me up. So I, I don't know if I could, if I could work my way out of that one or not, but, um, it's very interesting, but I don't know. It's like, uh, well, you, when you're psychic, you learn a lot of things about people you probably didn't want to know. You sense things about people that you shouldn't do. Well, here you go. So general attractions. So let's say you're at home with some friends and your sister's over, your wife's there, your girlfriend's there, and there's other females there. Then you're sitting there and you keep getting this sense of some strange attraction, looking at your wife and it's not her. She's off doing whatever the hell she's doing, whatever, your girlfriend. And you just know there's somebody there. Well, most guys, the smart thing would be to do would be to ignore it because it's not <laughs> anything you should be worrying about. But you're not because it's going to start to bother you after a while, especially if you're even a little bit. So most guys or most girls will start to test it, either by flirting or something else along the lines. And the person will generally reveal themselves. And when they do, it's like a rush. You can really feel it, the whole emotional thing. It's like when they kind of flirt back, it's – and okay, so they're flirting and they're doing whatever cute thing they're doing. But when they do it, you get a rush. It's like taking a shot of alcohol or something. Because you can feel the emotion being released and you pick it up. Whatever that cute thing the guy or the girl's doing, the emotion behind it, you have now just experienced. Well, that's cheating. You've got them. Whoever they are. You, you, you know, now you know the feeling and you know how intense the feeling is. You've got them. Just a couple of words here and there, pretty much whatever you want. Um, and it goes further than that. It's not just about sex. It's about business and nothing. Um, somebody asked me just a few years ago, do I ever cheat at work? And I do. 
and being empathic helps me. A lot of times when I'm negotiating prices, I will push a price because I can sense the customer is okay with the price. And I can sense when they're starting to get aggravated with me and stop. It's a way to cheat. It's a way to get your max amount on your money. I was a I, dealer, I, so. You know, it, 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 I mean, a car dealer. Let's, let's. Sure. I think we're going to stick with the first dealer. Well, I car one. and card, I should say. I worked, I worked in the vehicle. I was in uh, vehicle sales and uh, table games. But I could change the, you know, if a person was rude to me um, and made me mad, I would never pay. It just changed the cards. I'd never pay them again. Let's see. We go. Hasbrano. There's no way I'm going to say that. I'm going to just put it down here. You're from Brazil, huh? Well, I'm going to send you all three books. Be sure you send me over your address. It almost looks like Hasboro, but there's no O at the end of it. But anyway, send send your information, and I thank you for writing in, and I'm, I'm sure Trish appreciates you listening to her radio show. Absolutely. And uh, I wonder if that's a guy or a girl's name. Look, I don't know. I, I, you know, you can tell me. Oh, you are female. Okay, well, I didn't know. Don't get upset. <laughs> so, I, I'm not Spanish. I know a lot of Spanish, but I'm not Spanish. So, But anyway, I will send you all three of those books. Good story in there. Um, whoever asked me earlier, they are. Uh, you can get some of them translated. I told me recently that some of the books have been translated. So uh, you can probably get it in Spanish and stuff like that. Spanish and Mandarin are probably the most two translated things out there. Well, Mandarin's the more than likely the second most largely spoken language behind English. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody speaks English because it's the universal language. And if you fly on an airplane, you got to know how to speak English. If you plan on landing your airplane anywhere, yes, it's the it's the universal language. It's supposed to be the business language, is what it's supposed to be. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll be learning Mandarin when I come back in the next life. Oh, I don't know if I froze. Oh, no, she moved. Okay, I don't know if you froze or if I froze. Somebody froze. Uh, okay. Where did, my screen keeps jumping all over the place. Damn. I got my messenger. You know, I got uh, my window open for messenger, which when I say to people, it's like two Facebook pages and two Instagram pages go to that messenger. For some reason, one of them Facebook pages don't go there. It's like, screw you, buddy. Uh-huh. She's married with like 10 kids. Yes, you can't hit on Trish. She's married. married. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, she got like 10 of the little bastards. Oh, You're man. So, full of it. so the other day she had them out. They look like gnomes out in her yard. I was like, look at this shit. Height lines. I, I probably do have a lot of kids out there now. Come speaking of abductions and hybridization. I, I, I know I've got, you know what happened, which is no, seriously, you know what's crazy? And, and I've heard of this happening to other, uh, um, people who have had their children taken. So I will randomly get put on an email list of another, of like somebody's school somewhere, a child in school somewhere else in another state, another country, whatever. And I'll start getting 
like the report cards and school information about this kid. I mean, this has happened a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's not to a very common or normal email address that it happens to. And then I'll look up, I'll be like, why does that child seem sound like look or sound so familiar? And I assume it's because they're probably like one of mine. Mm. Well, you know, you don't know how many you're responsible for on board your ships, and all. you don't know how many might actually be yours. Oh, you know, no, we don't, we don't. You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. In old days, they used to talk about it. They don't talk about it anymore. How many might actually be yours? And we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff anymore. But no, and uh, no. But Car I do feel a connection oh, yeah. to them, you know. And it's it's random. It's I'll just start getting report cards or like school pictures or something of some kid that I don't even know that's halfway across the U.S. or world. Probably one of them little heathen children on board the ship that got kicked off. <laughs> They'll have red hair, and you know. <laughs> so where 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 did you come from? Well, I don't know, but I was I was this is where I'm living now. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's weird because, you know, that like Rachel's eyes, her daughter and all was was a hybrid, uh, which is not really much of, you know, there's not a people always want to think that the aliens are here doing hybrids and stuff, but it's not really what they're doing. I mean, they do do hybrids, but not for here, for other places. Right. Uh, there's no read. To, and they're not making hybrids of themselves. They already think they're perfect. Uh, if somebody says, oh, the, the grades are all messed up. Said, the, grades are messed up. the grades are quite happy with who they are. They, they have superhuman strength, superhuman intelligence. They have ships that are alive. They don't want to change. They're quite happy. They don't have to have, generally get pregnant anymore and they have unlimited lifespans. Of course they're happy. They're not like us peons. I said, they're trying to save us. We're not trying to save them. I said, I don't know what it is about humans. We have to make everything about us. It's about them. They're just doing it about us because it's about them. But no, it's always got to be about the humans. The humans, yes, as they always call them on sci-fi, they always call them humans, not humans, humans. I think we should tame, change the name of the planet to Terra, <clears throat> or um, not Gaia, because we're not local to this planet. I'm surprised Gaia hasn't given us an eviction notice yet. I said, bitches, get <laughs> off my planet. Go back to Mars where you freaking belong. You, you know, it's hilarious. One of the first times I ever was fully aware and conscious of being abducted and remembered it was uh, with one of my, my exes. And, and all of a sudden there was something that looked like crop circles on the wall, like literally a shadow came in through like the balcony and right across um, like, a business down the street or whatever was named Gaia. And I was like, isn't that, isn't that Gaia something? Gaia me this, people. Gaia isn't me that. that. Isn't that something? Uh, uh, who's, what do you mean, questions? Well, actually, we're just hanging out because nobody's following oh my us gosh, for a little while. Yeah, I know we can 16. Go I didn't even realize uh, it was after. Marco, one last question, quick. What do you mean? How can you become empathic? Okay. <laughs> well, good right. luck with that. Um, <laughs> you got that, Joe. Empathic or you're not. I, I don't know how else to tell you. Uh, why do you do you sense? You know when your wife's mad. And you you know when your kids are mad. Is is that empathic abilities or is that just intelligence? Uh, well, I'm just asking. You know, some people can figure it out without having to be empathic. So let me ask you this: Do you know, like, if your wife's in a good mood or a mad mood when she's on her way home? Well, see there, you're already empathic. 
Okay. Not something I can really talk about on radio. You can write to me at iCrackCox.net. It takes if if you want like an intimacy thing with your with empathic abilities, then you you've just things you just have to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have to learn how to sense the other person's emotions. Uh, you've you've got to know when it's a true emotion and not I'm being faked out. You know, in other words, oh yeah, honey, I'll give you a quickie. You really want to do it, kind of. You, know, you don't really do it, kind of thing. That's not going to work. This this just you'll you'll just take your time. Now that you know you are, just take your time and. And there's other, even animals, animals, plants can also affect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Like, because... how do you know whether you're, you're picking up on your partner's emotions or your dog who wants more yeah. attention? Well, you, you know, know it's what I funny. mean? Like, <laughs> generally good impasse, dogs and cats and kids tend to migrate towards them. Yeah. They like them for some reason, or maybe because they can sense them, they trust them. Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's a hard thing to answer. Uh, what do you mean? Are you, I told you I use my empathic ability all the time, all the time. I, I once if I you knew have it kids, was there. It's it's hard for them to, and you know that they're also empathic. It's oh man, that's a chaotic household because my, it's my, hard my for son, kids my son, my son, I'll tell you, he's empathic. But when they're younger, it's it's like a little time bomb because it's hard for them to differentiate what's their own emotions yeah, and what's you know other kids at school or on the bus or in the household or whatever yeah, he'll be asking me questions and all of a sudden my brain clicks and it's like okay dad i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> yeah bet you do you little bastard oh man i love you to death what can you do <laughs> uh, but no marco really and truly uh, it's something you got to take and you know you have you have to figure out if your other half is empathic uh she may or may not be even if she's not though there's you can still experience a lot of her emotions she may not be able to experience a lot of yours. And you can share uh, with a non-telepathic person, mm -hmm. non-empathic person. You can still share your emotions. You just got to be careful that they're not overwhelming. Um, truthfully, the first time I ever did it, a girl sat there and cried for like an hour. Not not in a mean way, just it was overwhelming. Yes. And, of course, I didn't know what I was doing either, so. I used yeah. to do that. Yeah, so it was, I mean, she was really, really <laughs> I'd happy. not cry. I would, I would, I would. Be yeah, no, she was really happy. She was just, cry. it was just, it was too much. So over, over time, you learn how to use it. And some impasse are stronger impasse than another. And like, and like I said earlier, some are better receivers and transmitters. Some are better transmitters and receivers. And some can do both. Oh, wait, here's, here, hold on. Come here, alien. Come here. Come here, little alien. Come here. Come show everybody what I got to live with this. Don't be throwing your alien claws at me. Come here. Well, I would show you this alien dancing on the floor, but it, it's having issues. So I have an exciting, I'm going to show uh -huh. you my, uh, oh my goodness. I will eat your feet off. Yes. No, I don't found me, don't the me. greatest costume for my papillion, my little dog. It's a pope. So he's uh -oh. going to be a pope pillion. He's going to be a pope pillion. Oh no. <laughs> you hear that little pope pillion. What? He's a, he's licking. about eight pounds, so she's about four right now, five. But the other one, wherever she's at, she's about eleven. Yeah, mine's uh, uh, probably a few pounds overweight. But What's Matt Jackie? You just seen that. its head move? <laughs> she wanted to know why my neck was moving funny. Like, um, actually, a lot of times when she's on my when I'm wearing black, like just a lot of times she'll put her head down. You won't even know she's there, and then she'll cut her <laughs> eyes. It freaks people out when she cuts her eyes for some reason. I don't know because she's black as can be. We actually have glow in the dark clothes for her when we got the house lights out. All right, come on, get down, go, go irritate your sister. I'll be off the air in just a minute, and you can irritate me. 
Yeah, but really, we do have the glow-in-the-dog clothes because she'll get stomped on. That, and she likes to burrow under your pillow and go to sleep. I'm thinking, dog, what happens when I jump into bed you and get mushed? Uh, mine, mine does that, too. He sleeps, like, behind the pillows. Yeah, or she'll you get behind them or in between them, like a sandwich. And then my big dog will come up and just step on him and <laughs> sit on him and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Fiona is. Fiona's like, bitch, get out of here. I'm the dog. You, you're, you're some strange little animal in the house <laughs> that we're not sure what it is. You know, today my little one was trying to run off a boxer. She's out there with her 11 pound self, growling, snarling, snapping. The boxer looked at her like, okay, I'm leaving. I don't know why I'm leaving, but I'm leaving. Thinking I ought to come eat you, you little bitch. But still, I think it's literally like Men in Black. I think the little ones are like the uh, like that little pug. Oh yeah, no. Uh, she likes. She's a she's a mouser. She'll go after anything she sees. She don't have no problem chasing something down. Uh, it was funny. Her very first fight, she got into it with a poodle. Poodle ran her up the stairs, embarrassed her beyond belief. I was just laughing. So, but it pissed her off because I guess because I was laughing at her. Three days later, the poodle was back outside. She tore off, ran that poodle all the way off the property into the guy's house and wouldn't let it out. She, did like, she pee in yeah. your shoe? No, because Daddy would step on her head. No, if I had a cat, I've had cats do that shit before. They're cats are oh, they're temperamental. Yes, they are. They are vindictive little shit. <laughs> They'll ambush and stuff on top of TVs and things. They're crazy <laughs> like that. I'm serious, people. You ain't got a cat. If you ain't got a cat, you don't know what you're missing out on. But uh, no, I don't want any cats right now. I got two dogs. I've, I've had many cats in my life, many dogs. I don't, I'm happy with what I have right now. I know we got to go, but y'all write to uh, Trisha got any moans, groans, bitches, or gripes because I'm not going to answer y'all. What do you mean? Why she look orange? I don't know. Ask her. Does look we, a little orange? Yeah, we we were talking about. That. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. Her face looks, she's just blushing. Don't worry about it. The I don't aliens, even have makeup the, on. The, the aliens made her blush. So the aliens made you blush. Well, you look like you're blushing because you're only orange from here up. I think it's my now. background. I changed, you know, the background on my my banner thing up there on the screen, uh, and I think it's reflecting off my face. I get I get a spray tan where where Trump does the same place. <laughs> no, he is probably an alien. That's a sad part. He probably is an alien. Somebody asked me one time, really seriously, called in and said, "You think he's an alien?" I said, "He probably is an alien." No, John, being serious, I said, "I'm being serious too." He's probably an alien. He's a redhead, so I mean, he's obviously different than the rest of us. So I said, you know, he's 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 thing. Uh, oh, no, it was out earlier. Yeah, look, we both had him on our shoulder earlier we when we started had. out there. It was out there. It was, it was, somebody couldn't believe it. They said, I've never seen you wear your ponytail. I've actually wore it down before, people, just not, you know, usually when I'm on air, I don't because it gets all over everything. Or it gets sticky and crazy and curly or some shit. No, it's not. You mean what it used to be? No, the ponytail used to be just freaking big around. That's like this big around. Give me a break. Uh, I could use it for, uh, like making my own pen, but we got, I know we got to go. Y'all, y'all right to Trish. Don't bug me. I'm, look, I gave away the books tonight. Y'all be happy. You'd be happy. I should say. I scare yeah. them. It's fine. <laughs> oh, but really, I don't, think, they, I don't know. We, we got a crazy audience. But go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to thank everyone for, for listening and watching tonight. Uh, it's always fun to catch up with you, Joe. So thank you for agreeing to, to be on my never know where we're going so so next week is halloween 
I will probably um, actually I, I have a plan to it's probably going to be I'm I I don't think she can meet with me on that night so we will probably pre-record it and it is a surprise but I'm looking forward to that you know I, I try to do witchy stuff on Halloween night that witches do out in nature and stuff we probably you know run around naked and eat I children did. I or got, something I got... but I got I got my naked socks out. I got my bra on, greased up, ready to go. I got my cape. Well, I gotta wear a cape because it's a little chilly, you know. Yeah, you know, you know how things are. You don't want to get too chilly. And, <laughs> so, so I don't know what everybody else is doing for Halloween um, on the shows on the network, but that's what I'm doing. And um, be safe, everyone. Again, thank you, Joe. It's been fun. And I don't know. I don't have my outro that I. You have it. I sent you that. <laughs> Do I? Did I? Oh, shame on me! I must not put it in there. Yeah, remind me. Send I me sent a, send me Joe a... an outro that I I spent a lot of that has my cat on it actually. And, well, you gotta uh, send me mommy or remind me to look for it. I wonder where I put it. I don't it's know. Not, you just pulled it up earlier. So. Wait, hold on. Let's go see if it's in the list before we leave. It says uh, the missing now. piece outro. Let's go see if it's, it's not in the here. list. I will, unless you put it there. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Into this night with Sean, missing peas. Oh, no, that's that's all them Folgers commercials. Oh, there's Guy Nichols. Oh, she's. Well, tomorrow is going to be her last show, but I think last week was her last show. She what? got cooked. Yeah, she's. Uh, she says she's. Anyway, she's she's just leaving for other reasons. Uh, but she was going to do a show tomorrow, but uh, somebody informed me she's got um, COVID. Oh, no. Yes, I don't know. Who knows? She's, uh, but I think she's just looking for somewhere she can make some money. Uh, you know how it is when you get tight for money. And uh, she used to have a pretty good following on YouTube. I think that's what she used to do for a living. So, oh, no. so I think she's I think she's back into, you know, got to get back into the real world. Because somebody asked me the other day about it, and they said, uh, you actually have a job and you do shows. I said, I do three shows a week. And yes, I do have a job. So I actually technically have two jobs. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So I like what I do. Yeah. This is and like a fun. second job for us, yeah. but we, but we all yeah, have I, other jobs like, too. Yeah. And I like, and I like what I do. I have fun on the station. I said, so, so we have a lot of fun hosts, a lot of good people. I said, I don't know. Uh, I will ask Michelle. If she's going to send out an invite for Halloween for everybody to come hang out and generally be mischievous. And, Man, I need to find my vampire outfit, man. You mean Lestat ain't got nothing on me, people. Y'all ain't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Beep, excuse my language. I'm just being honest. <laughs> we used to go to, you know, they have the vampire ball down here. And I don't know if Ann Rice is going to, if Ann Rice's people are having a party this year since she passed, but. Um, oh, gosh. I forgot. She was my idol and growing she, up. And I read all of her books. She did some great, great parties out of the place she owns down here. And the Vampire Ball is a lot of fun, too. So, y'all, there's other festivals going on, people, if you want to go down and uh, hang out. And I know on the dungeon the night before All Hallows Eve, they do a good party. So, there'll be lots of costume contests, lots of drunk people walking around. Uh, go check it out. Have a good time. Honestly, I'll probably hang out on the air, and if I don't have to work Tuesday, I might go to the casinos. Yeah, watch all the freaks at the casinos. Yeah, That's a terrible a, idea. 
Freaks at the casino. See, people misunderstand a casino, especially the ones down here. They're, they, they've got like movie theaters in them. They've got nightclubs in them. Uh, usually, most of them have really. Oh nice yeah, nightclubs. the ones here that you just gamble. That's it. Yeah, they much. got they got bars in them. They got food in them. They're not. They got hotel rooms. I mean, so yeah, you can go gamble if you want to, but there's lots of other stuff to do besides gambling. Um, and in the old days, that's how we used to go. We go to a place called Bananas and Great Buffet, go in and eat. And, uh, and when we gambled before Katrina, we actually won quite a lot of money. But since Katrina, the casinos have been tight. I don't know what's I, going People on, always ask tight. me as a psychic, they're like, you can call off any number on the roulette table or know which machine's going to hit or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I also don't want to be hit by a streetcar the second I walk out of there. So here's a horror story for you people. A good friend of mine, Tuesday Miles, who's an excellent psychic. She used to work with, um, I can't even think of his name now. He was the white-headed guy on the Queen Mary. But um, She calls me up one day. She says, hey, I, I hear you're going to a casino later. I said, yeah. She goes, look, I want you to play uh, Wheel of Fortune. I want you to play the last machine on the end of the row around 6 o'clock. I said, okay. So I get there at like 5.30. There's people on the machine right there. So I said, okay. So we went and got something to eat. As I'm walking back at like 620, this bitch hit $666,000 on the machine she told me to go play on. I was like, yeah. Tuesday, I said, don't, don't ever call me anymore. We're not friends anymore. She's like, what do you mean? I said, you bitch, you should have told me somebody was going to be there. She said, well, I didn't know. I was like, I said, you seen somebody hitting it. And she knew, but she's pretty gifted. She was, she was, um, she's retired these days, but she's pretty gifted, talented psychic. But we can't use it for our own gain. It's like we get, well, we get well, shut down the next day. What? You just you gotta use it properly. You can't use it for bad things. You gotta be for oh, good well, things. But gambling okay. isn't necessarily considered. You know that then then they're like, well, that's not what we gave you that gift for. So it's it's well, every time that. I think of doing something like that, they start showing me signs that say shortcut, 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 and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> shortcut to the end of the world. That's what that shortcut Stop is. it. Anyway. They're saying like you're taking a shortcut to you know to learning your lesson or whatever it is you're supposed to do. So which yes. is true, I guess. Well she's gotta close this out because I gotta go eat people because I'm hungry. Yes. So you didn't find my he didn't find my outro. See no, he, for, he no, already forgot computer. what he was doing. No, 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 no. I'm on a different <laughs> computer. I'm on this is the broadcast. This is my personal broadcast computer. The work computer's over there. It's next to us. It's uh it's got its own little thing going on over there. Yes, because I, I don't like, you know, I don't like broadcasting off the computers I, that I'm sitting there doing stuff with when y'all are live. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, so from. Joe's going to go eat and take a nap. And thank you again for joining us, Joe. Thank you, everyone else. Thank you, Carnation, for sponsoring us again. Um, and we will see you next week. Be safe out there. Okay. Do, do, do.